This week on Face Off Hockey Show, just after we ended uh, ended our show, a Stanley Cup champion was crowned. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we got some retirements. We got some buyouts for our Patreon pick. And uh, listen, pre-orders for the Face Off Hockey Show diecast are available now. Beat Island. Beat Island. It's Face Off Hockey Show right now. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. Choose your command. You have chosen the Face Off Hockey Show. I mean, hockey is my life. I've got on hockey underwear right now. Face Off Hockey Show. With Scotty Waz. Sean O. And the P Boys. Johnny, Johnny and Mark, Mark with a C. Yeah, baby. Here's your host for the Face Off Hockey Show, Scotty Waz. What's up, everybody? I am Scotty Waz. That is Johnny P. Yep. True story. We are two thirds of Face Off Hockey. I really don't know what our fraction is now. Our fraction could have changed like a lot true like over the years um oh nice no new threats were found thank you windows defender there you go um yeah i I mean we are uh we are two we're a half i'm gonna give i'm gonna give lyle one but mark might get one too yeah i guess so maybe they're both a half and then we're and then we're two thirds thirds again well, we're the only ones that make money because they forfeit their money to us. Yeah, they did kind of. They did kind of waive their money to us. Yeah, they did. So, because Mark, Mark, right off the bat's like, "Yeah, listen, I don't, uh, I don't do, don't do anything." John <laughs> uh, Leahy's ears perked up and goes, "Aha!" <laughs> I knew it. He admitted it. Uh, so Johnny uh, P, before we get started, let's get the people on board. Uh, you can pre-order the Face Off Hockey Show Diecast Baby. It yep. is available now. It looks fantastic. Through, uh, the yeah, picture does. Lionel Racing and through Circle B Diecast. You uh, should go through Circle B though, because you can get free shipping. Yeah, Circle B free shipping. Uh, not one of our. If you go to what is it, uh, D fans? Yeah, D fans. Could be our our uh, our tag. Who's to say? Mm. Uh, I mean, tons of people listen to the show probably like D. These nuts. Um. So yeah, if you go through there, I can't find the fucking pre-order. It's uh, you have to search for Ryan Ellis. Uh, oh, how about I search for newest product? How about that? Let's see. Ooh. There it is. Be dialing people. Be dialing. Um. So, hey, Scotty, screen share on the new Computadore. So here we go. The Ryan Ellis car, as you see, our our logo right there, right there on the back there. 124 scale, the big boy will uh, net you 60 bucks. The little boy, the 164, the Batonzo style will uh, get you <laughs> 10 bucks. Oh, the hood and trunk does open, it says on there. There you go. Perfect. Love it. Opening hood, opening truck, working roof flaps as well. 
and it is a limited edition, so be dialing a uh, be dialing. So does that mean if I throw it down the uh, like run it across the wood floor and it goes too fast, the flaps will open? Yeah, and it could get airborne. So you never you might want to buy. Oh, that's bad. Yeah, that'd be bad. It's not. That'd great. be like restrictor plate racing. So wow, on this, even the one sixty four has the hood. Huh? Interesting. That's interesting for sure. So there you go. One sixty four. Go to Circle B. They were uh, very crucial. And getting this together, they're right there on the hood, and yeah. they're on the side there. They so, definitely. Uh, I ordered more from Circle B than I did from Lionel, but I ordered from both. Yeah, I ordered from Lionel just to get in line, and then I ordered from Circle B um, for the free. True, shipping. because I mean, for at this point, at this point, it might be next May by the time these get to us. So. Who's to say? Who's to say? <laughs> uh, if it's so anything like the other one, right? Oh my God. So there you go, 164, 124 on the dot. Go to circlebdiecast.com. Go to pre-order, and you have to sort through newest, and it's right there. Or even search Ryan Ellis on that, because it's his first diecast. So yeah, rookie diecast from what rookie, I saw. Rookie die. Well, I think first in line. He's. I don't think he's considered a rookie anymore. He's. Well, no, he's they like, called it rookie, I think, because it was no. his first one. Sure. Okay. Fair enough. Um, and for people trying to figure out the uh the sizing. Johnny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a, I had some issues with sizing because I only have the 164s and they're like a normal uh normal um like matchbox car. Oh yeah, 164, little matchbox car fit into the palm of your hand. Right there. It's got Ryan Blaney's dirty stash on there. Um and then the 124 you maybe need two hands for. Oh, that's majestic right there. Get up there and there you go. You get the size comparison here um for that. So that's it, the all-star it, game one. It is. It's one of the all-star games that I have here. And again, for this one, hood fat, the hood opens up. Got the back opens up. Good to go. You can see the engine and crap in there. See the nice. So you can flip the hood up so you can see our logo better. Yeah, exactly. You can display it. You have 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 the thing like that, and then the window up is tilted <laughs> like that. <laughs> so there you go. That's the size comparison. I like it. That's good stuff for everyone that watches the show. Yeah. We might have to cut we might have to cut this part out and put it on the YouTube's itself. Yeah, exactly. Him B dialing on that. That could that could be our that could be part of our uh our intro. What I want to do for the YouTube page if I stop being a lazy shitbag. Speaking of that, Johnny, how was your weekend? <laughs> I mean, I was definitely a lazy shitbag, but I uh I uh so I uh Italy won the Italia. Euros. Italia. They won. Uh I watched it with with Phil. Uh we were he was so we've come to the realization that everything in the US is eight to twelve seconds behind the rest of the world. Right. So uh so they were on a, a very they were ahead by a lot, by like almost two shooters. Wow. <laughs> really <laughs> in this shootout. <laughs> So it was funny watching it with Michael because Michael didn't realize like time delays or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's like, at one point he like hits Phil and I can hear him go, why isn't he cheering? <laughs> uh, and I hadn't seen it yet. I was still like 12 seconds away. Um, but yeah, so that occurred. And then uh, hmm? I woke up on my couch at like two in the morning. My TV was still on. Turned right. the TV off, went up to sleep. I don't. Yeah. So Sunday was a bit of a blur uh, after Italy won. 
Um, Saturday, we had a birthday party for Mark. Hey. At uh, Eavesdrop Brewery. Brittany had some uh, stuff set up. That was a pretty cool place. Uh, I did not drive. I went down with the deaths. Uh, and then apparently... Um, there was a cookout at Mark's house afterwards for the family. So I got in a different car and went to Mark's house. And then my mom and dad drove me home. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. I should just have people drive me everywhere. Right. Um, well, first service at that point. Yeah. And then uh, outside of that works kind of sucked balls this week. But yeah, mm-hmm. it is what it is. Right? Are they forcing you to go back into the office anytime soon? No, uh, I, I've been back every like once every couple of weeks. Basically, we go in for like a meeting in the morning on Fridays and then I just drive home after lunch. Um, but yeah, computer. I woke up this morning uh, at seven o'clock to uh, email slash text message that the computer system was down. Uh, so that started the day off. Well, apparently it went down at 11 p.m. last night and no one told us. <laughs> So fair enough. So that's fun. Um, so yeah. So today wasn't the greatest of days, but uh, I don't know. Maybe we can make tomorrow a win, and then if we win again after that, we can call it a winning streak. Love it. That's always good. Yeah. So we'll see. I might play golf this weekend. Who knows? Perfect. Yeah. Hey, do yeah. you know Shave, Shave Logic is the official razor of the National Hockey League? Wow. It's a ten dollar gift card if uh, and a twenty percent off welcome kit if you use their promo code. NHL. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, <laughs> no, NHL fan. Oh, why would they screw people up like that? I know, right? They kind of f you over on that one. Um, what did I do this weekend? I didn't do much. Not much to do. Went around, hung out for a bit. Don't think I got anything fancy. Yeah, it was a it was a pretty pretty normal. Oh, this this uh, the really fun part about Sunday night though was apparently I ordered myself one of the silver um, Euro twenty twenty finals balls from Soccer dot com. I, I realized that on Monday, but I feel like it was something I probably would have done anyway. So that seems like a drunk John thing to do. <laughs> Not for nothing. That seems definitely something that you would do. Yeah, that did occur. So. Nice. Uh, yeah, for me, I didn't really do much. Just hung out and did my thing. Uh, no hockey to talk about anymore. Had NHL draft today, so we had yeah. that going for us. All, all roads lead. All, all roads start with Malmo now. Well, we'll see. Um, <laughs> they got they got his stat line wrong. Uh-oh. He's not six three one ninety two. Oh jeez. He's six seven two sixteen. <laughs> What, and really? He's also projected to go late rounds, possibly in the NH- NHL draft. In oh, the big my draft. God. So. Wow. That would be seeing him this year. That would be sick. <laughs> if he did come this year and there's an NHL draft pick uh, in, on the roster for the Maryland Black Bears. That would be awesome. Well, I mean, the Black Bears have had a good road to uh, to Sweden. In yeah. the past, in the three year, four, you know, three years so far. So, God, Ivan, that would be that would be pretty cool. That guy's massive. Ivan Bjorkley Nordstrom. Ivan. And they got him in like the seventh round. So maybe that's why people don't think he's going to come to the NHL. 
Yeah, they probably think he's going to stay in Malmo and play in the Elite League over there for a year or two before jumping to the NHL. Yeah. But yeah, he uh, he holds dual citizenship of Sweden and Scotland. He was born in Edinburgh. Wow. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, six seven two sixteen. Uh, right winger, <laughs> right handed shot. Wow. Ranked one hundred eighty fourth by McKean's Hockey. Um, in the uh, he played he played in the uh, the Scottish U eleven leagues for a couple years. Um, before going to <laughs> when he was eight. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Before jumping to Link Link and then Malmo, where he's played for Malmo since 2017-18. Wow. Well, yeah. I mean, they did uh, they did pass on their last pick, I believe. So they passed on the last 80 picks. Everyone passed on their like the NHL yeah. draft goes 23 rounds. Yeah. Or some shit. So it was. Uh, I do appreciate the thought though of taking a flyer. On a seventh round pick, maybe because, yeah, well, it's like why not, right? Right. Um. So yeah, the NHL draft is seventeen rounds, four hundred and ninety-three picks. Wow. Matt, a, you have to think that some of these teams are almost full before the draft, right? Like or close of, to yeah. it. Johnstown uh-huh. picked all the way to the seventeenth round. Like they picked every round. Yeah. So. I mean, obviously, your your uh, your uh, expansion teams, your new teams are going to have to pick new players. Like Johnstown, Jamestown has to restart entirely. True. Um, same with uh, Od- uh, not Odessa, Corpus Christi. So you know, they, did um, did I see that the Black Bears also drafted somebody from the Shreveport Mudbugs? Yeah, he was a uh, goaltender. Uh, your your boy, my boy. Your boy, buddy. It's uh, everyone's favorite goaltender. I gotta find his name so I say it properly. Um, come on, Marilyn. Where are you? Uh, Luca Di Pasquale? Ah, perfect. Luca Di Pasquale. We could have an Italian night. Exactly. <laughs> At uh, yeah. Get what? Get get it's that all big ZD all the time. Exactly. Love it. Bring it back from the first year. Uh, played two games for Shreveport last year. It was an alternate goaltender. Didn't play okay. anywhere. That, that was noticed. He went one and one for the championship team. And that was a pick they got from St. Cloud. They traded a pick around. So the Black Bears uh, doing pretty good for their uh, all things. I, I appreciate this. Four Maryland kids actually picked overall in this whole shebang bang as uh, Miles Gunty gets picked by the Black Bears, which is interesting. Second year, the Black Bears have picked a player they had under tender contract. Last year was Kevin <laughs> Scott. <laughs> Uh, that the tradition like no other for the Maryland Black Bears. That's uh, I, maybe they want the maybe they want the feeling of being drafted. That's true well. too. That's true as well. And maybe I think it opens up a tender contract that way too. Oh, that's cool. So they had the tender all the way up to that point. It's like ah ah, there we go. Other that Marylanders is. picked uh, Tyler Christ from Bethesda goes to Kenai River. Uh, Micah Berger from Bethesda goes to Minot, and uh, Anthony uh, Dom- uh, Anthony Domina. From Zaverta Park goes to North Iowa. Wow. I do appreciate, um, I was looking through all the picks, and I think it was pretty high up in the list. It was like the ninth and tenth pick, maybe. And the same team had both picks and picked uh, two brothers, it appeared like. Oh, they yeah. Were... Uh, they're twins. The, oh. uh, James, like the uh, Sedins. Uh, yeah, Janesville Jets picked Peter and Joseph Kramer. Kramer! Yeah. 
both from Bridgewater, Mass., both born on 8-8-2002. Uh, they were one year, they just got born when we were one year old. Perfect. Uh, from Thayer Academy. Oh, God. So, so there are kids in the NHL now that are, le- that are younger than our show. Show, yep. <laughs> God bless America. So, um, yeah, NHL draft is a hap- it has a happened. And I got a uh, full thing of the Maryland Black Bears on clutchandcrabhockey.com. Clutchandcrabhockey.com, your spot for clutching and crabbing. I haven't uh, I haven't read it yet. No, 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 it's fine. I put it I, I put it up when I got home from work and was taking a crap. So perfect. Do my best thinking in the bathroom, ladies and gentlemen. Smart. Now you know. If you don't know, now you know. All right. Uh, let's get to some injuries. We actually do have some injuries. All right. Got it. Oh yeah. Who's down and out with some blues? Maybe some black and bruised. It's the Face Off Hockey Show Injury Reports. Uh, the post-playoff injury report, of course. Uh, we have Victor Hedman, uh, who tore his meniscus in March 30th. Played uh, four months on it. It's fine. Mark uh, didn't do that. Nikita Khrushchev had uh, a rib fracture in the conference final, which was one the one that uh, he uh, took the shot to the side. Like hit, played <laughs> it. And Barkley Goudreau and Ryan McDonough had broken hands, which is why the cup got as warped and messed up as it did Ooh. last night. That so. got dropped big time. Oh, dude, I'm, supp- I'm surprised it didn't get just completely demolished. Well, so I have a feeling that these, uh, these boats, uh, parades might stop sometime soon because yeah. uh, the Stanley Cup's going to end up at the bottom of that river at some point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> parade's not the best. <laughs> I mean, ever since Gronk and, and Brady were hucking the damn Lombardi trophy across it, I bet you the Lightning were just like, huh? Maybe? Nah, dog. How <laughs> Sterling Silver floats. But, uh, <laughs> you know. Don't. Uh, they mentioned that the uh, the uh, the bloodshot eyes from Jeff Petrie. Uh-huh. The reason why he had them during the I think it was the conference final or whatever the hell they called the conference final. Uh, it's from when he re- they reset his finger. Oh, so when they reset his broken finger, obviously he just like went so much that just popped blood vessels in his eyes. Jeez. So. Let me see because the he got the finger caught in the uh, wind uh, the uh, the camera well the camera hole. Um, they were setting he says they were setting my finger back into place uh, to put the cast on. I passed out and popped all the blood vessels in my eyes. Wow, that'll do it. That will fucking do it. Uh. So there we are. Um, yeah, good times, great memories on that one. But Tampa Bay Lightning, after like I said, after we went off the air, the they their one nothing score held. They are the Stanley Cup champions for a second time in a row. Congratulations to them, uh, Andres Vasilevsky with the uh, Con Smythe Trophy. I mean, why not? Uh-huh. He was fucking dominant. Uh, his chest protector was been. big by huge though. That was the problem. Um, 
And then yeah, no, like his re- like his record overall after losing games is like fourteen and zero now in the playoff. It's fucking astonishing. So I think that's maybe the past couple of seasons. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say overall, I'm like, now nah, they they lost to Columbus four straight. I'm pretty sure he was a net for most of them. In any case, Johnny, did you know we had a Patreon? We have a Patreon. Apparently, we have a Patreon. All right. I don't know who set this up, but thank you. More people should know about it. patreoncom show. That is the place to be. Uh, we do stuff. We put stuff up there. We put polls up there. We put audio or video up there occasionally. If you donate just a single dollar, you'll get the video show. Uh, which we don't put on YouTube uh, out to the public. So that's a little perk. And then every now and again, we do specialty shows for the $5 folks. It's the cost of a foot-long sandwich at Subway. You can join in. You like Pat, Jeff, Kevin, Matthew, Damon, Mark, Ethan, Trista, Chris, Rob, Sean, and Mitch. They contributed. So can you? Patreon.com slash Faceoff Hockey Show. All the funds go back into the show one way or t'other. Whether it be through equipment or drugs. Or drugs. Yep. Um, by the way, allergy drugs mostly. Yeah, mostly actually that. Um it's funny, one of the patron uh patrons, Rob, said that uh he uh hit the la- his last physical sighting uh was a Johnny appearance at Nottingham's in Columbia. Oh, wow. So Jeez, that would have been a long time ago. I was, I was trying to wonder when the hell did you go to Columbia for that one? Well, that would have been my uh, that would have been uh, when I worked at my first job because that was uh, I was working in Columbia at that time. How about that? Yeah, we we, we went out and at Nottingham's a lot then. Yeah, crazy. Wow, that was jeez. Yeah, that would have been uh, ten years ago plus. Probably. Wow, there you go. Definitely old school on that one. Um. All right. So the Minnesota Wild did a thing. The Minnesota Wild have now bought out the rest of the contract for Brian Suter and Ooh. Zach Parise. The 13-year, $98 million contracts uh, that they signed in 2012 are now fait accompli. So, four more years, four more years, four more years of this being against their cap. They still have to pay out the players uh, for the next eight so they will have uh, a cap hit of 2.37 million this year, 6.37 the next year, 3.37 in 23, 24, 24, 25, and then 833k from 25, <laughs> 26 to 28, 29. I did love how how like quickly that dropped. It was like, yeah, we don't expect them to play this long. Yeah. So, and the interesting part is this here. Um, the cap savings that the Wild will get from this contract happening. So this year, uh, they've saved $10.3 million wow. in cap space. That's amazing. Next year, they save only $2.3 million. The next two years after that, $300,000. <laughs> and then from 2025 to 29, negative $1.7 million a year. <laughs> So oh. 1.7 in the hole for that one. Yeah. So you, you, you look at this and, and you got to figure like, I'm trying to think of all the big money contracts that have happened. Ovechkin's ran its course very well. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Quicks 
Eh, not so much. Uh, these two, Zach Parise, definitely not considering his output and considering he was a healthy scratch for most of last season. Um, Ryan Suter, I didn't really, you know, didn't really see much of Ryan Suter. He still averaged over 20 minutes a game. Um, but isn't but, that Ryan Suter's game? Yeah, just kind of. Well, he used to like when he was in Nashville, him and Weber and um, Kima team. And then like they had a good offense uh, on that blue line there. But yeah, like when he went to Minnesota and that team being chronically defensive minded. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's one of those deals. Um, but the interesting part is that his 22-11 of ice time average for the year was his lowest by over two minutes since joining nice. Minnesota. So obviously his uh, his numbers drastic go down. And still higher than any fourth defenseman in the league. <laughs> right, exactly. And that's still, <laughs> when you look at top sixes, like, yeah, it's just like, wow, this guy, how is he not there? So now, obviously, Minnesota writing kind of a wrong. Bill Guerin just the, the, apparently Ryan Sutter was talking to Zach Parise, got uh, a call from Bill Guerin on the other line. Bill Guerin was about to inform him and then hung up on Bill Guerin. <laughs> I wonder if he's just like, if I don't hear him finish his sentence, it's not true. Like, I can I can still play for the wild. <laughs> he comes. He's like, uh, he's like, hey, Zach, hold on a second. I got a call. Yeah. All right, Zach, I'm back. He's get, they're getting rid of both of us. Just letting you know. <laughs> Listen, he gave me that same fucking speech he gave you, man. <laughs> so now, obviously, the question is, where do these guys go? Zach Parise probably going to go back to Lule Amarillo. Let's be honest here. Um, well, does Parise have a spot anywhere if he was a healthy scratch most of the season? Like, does uh, he fit in? League minimum, I'm sure he'll fit in somewhere. True. Yeah. I'm sure somebody will give him that. Uh, that I mean, the same with Ryan uh, Ryan Sutter, you know, or Suter, uh, whatever the hell you want to call him. Uh, obviously, everyone's like the Caps. Caps are going to get Ryan Suter. I'm like, eh, wouldn't be terrible. I don't think. In all honesty, I don't think it would be. I, so I was asked that earlier this week, like Ryan Suter to the Caps, and I'm like, I, I don't care one way or the other. I don't think he pushes the needle. No, I, I don't think he does either. Like, like getting Chara last year, I don't think pushed the needle at all. It, it, I mean, it. Yeah, I mean, he was a serviceable defenseman. He didn't do anything drastically wrong. Like, I feel like Ryan Suter is probably in that same situation in his career. Like, he'll be a serviceable defenseman. He can play top four minutes if he need. He can be in a top six. You know, like he's still an NHL defenseman. But like, I don't know. If, if you're if you're expecting him to do a whole lot, it's not going to be worth it. No. And then someone's like, well, let the kids play. I'm like, yeah, that, that works fine until the kids don't know anything and people get knee jerky about that. Yeah. Uh, Agreed. The season. Because I mean, like, like everyone's just like, oh, Martin Ferevi with his fancy hair or Alexander Alexiev. Like, OK, in theory, that's great. But. You're going to be screaming when they're not, you know, when they're playing like shit because they're not ready for the NHL yet. And we could have had Ryan Suter for 650 or whatever the league minimum is. <laughs> so, I mean, I can see both sides. Obviously, they're both serviceable players who still can, you know, again, league minimum, they'll be fine. Uh, but now they're better than anybody else out there at a league minimum. Very true. And, and I think the biggest thing for Minnesota and the biggest takeaway for this, that's two spots they can use to protect some two other people 
Yes, true. So I think that that's that's and that's important. huge because that's what we were talking about two weeks ago about how the Wild had like fourteen defensemen that were good enough to be drafted in the uh, expansion draft. So so now their defensemen uh, with no movement clauses are Spurgeon and Brodine, and then forwards it's Zuccarello. And then uh, they, so they have three allotted right there, but now they can actually decide if they want to pick um, six more forwards and one more defenseman or go eight skaters total. Yeah. So I think that that is a good thing for them, all things considered. I agree. I agree with that. I think that opens up a lot of options for Bill Guerin. Yeah, and I think that 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 was probably the key thing too. It's like okay, if I can if I can buy these guys out, that's two two more spots i can protect marcus felino or or nick bukestad or whoever you want to protect and they can't re-sign them right i do not believe so no i think they have they have to wait a calendar year oh yeah i thought so so at least that's how that's how it was interpreted to me low many years ago but that was also like the first new cba so who knows if it's changed we'll ask lyle when he gets on uh, if that is still true, but well, I do not know in like four seconds. Right, exactly. Yeah, he probably wrote about it, and we just didn't read it, and it's fine. <laughs> I don't read, but I mean, good for good for Minnesota for uh, writing that wrong because it was that, or you're gonna have seven million of Zach Parise sitting in the stands just eating hot dogs and shit like that. So, I think Minnesota could be really good, like in the near future. Yeah, yeah I mean, I think I absolutely think you're right that. This is a team that, it, and I think Kaprizov helps that. I think it also helps them money-wise to get Kaprizov signed again. True. To another deal, uh, a bigger, bigger money deal. But I think that they, if they keep, if Kaprizov stays, because we talked last week, I think about him just signing a bridge deal till he's an unrestricted free agent, and then getting the money that way somewhere else. Right. Uh, I think that this is a situation where now you can have this kid say, "Look, now you're the leader. This is your, this is your house now, dog. You're the man now, dog." Um, what was that movie? I don't, I don't know. know. Um, it's Sean Connery. It was great. Anyway. Right. Uh, so yeah. So I mean, I think that the Kaprizov is one of the catalysts for this. I mean, Jordan Greenway is another guy who, uh, pretty exciting when you think uh, when you think about it in the long term. Uh, they got you know Matt Dumba is a, is a big uh, big get for that. Just goaltending is always been kind of a bugaboo for them. Is Cam Talbot the guy? Like. Something that no one has ever said in their lives is Cam Talbot the guy that I want to talk to, that I want leading the way. Mark's favorite player was on this team last year, and Mojo. Oh, Bear Jackman. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I the other one. I was thinking the forward. Uh. Um, but yeah, so I mean, there's there's plenty to plenty to like about this team, and I mean Matt Zuccarello. He's a. I think Matt Zuccarello gets underappreciated from after he left New York. Yeah. I mean, he was great, and he was pretty good in Dallas. Uh, goes to Minnesota, he was pretty good, but injury kind of hampered him both places. So, one of those deals uh, that I think that uh, Zuccarello could be a guy who is that veteran, that veteran present now for the younger guys coming through. Maybe they're good, but it's only, they're only as good as how Cam Talbot or uh, Capo Kakonen are in net. I think a lot of umlauts on uh, Kakonen. Perfect. Yeah, Umlaut City. So there we go. Minnesota, Bill Guerin, one to watch. They got two first-round picks this year, too. So they got that going for them. Um, so they might trade one away. Who's to say? Because they got Pittsburgh's one for Zucker. So oh, that's, wow. 
And remember, apparently this year, uh, num- draft pick number 11 has been forfeited. So Was that with the Coyotes? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was last year they had to forfeit. I didn't know if it was back-to-back years. I, I can't even tell you what occurred in last year's draft. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> it just kind of happened. Uh, so it's going to happen again. By the way, there was media credentialing for the expansion draft. I'm like, they're having it somewhere. And they're like, Wait, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. I thought they were just going to name them off like they did last time. Ah, dog, they're having a thing in Seattle. It's going to be a great time for everybody. Oh. Uh, so. Fish Wait. for everybody. Wait, did fucking. Oh, no. Okay, hold on. What is this deal then? What was this pick for? Oh, for. Oh, a three round deal. Okay. Minnesota also has pe- the Penguins' third round pick, and that was from the Patrick Marlowe um, to Pittsburgh deal from 2020. Okay. Wow. It, it went the th- conditional third to San Jose for Marlowe, and then Ryan Donato from Minnesota to San Jose for the conditional third. Okay. So there you go. Uh, all right. We got that going for us. Uh, Dominic Ducharme has been named the official head coach of the Montreal Canadiens. He was the interim. That's probably smart. So I can do a Stanley Cup and uh, gets a three-year extension on top of that. Congrats to him. I, don't I mean, know. he didn't. He technically didn't even get him in the Stanley Cup because he was in COVID protocol. But that's yeah, fine. It's all Luke Richardson, you know. <laughs> now you got fucking old David Byrne behind the bench. Ready to go. Many good days go by. Like that shit. Come on. <laughs> uh, another head coaching position. Sergey Fedorov, head coach oh. of uh, CSKA Moscow. Wow, look at that. Moscow. Gotta like that. That dirt, that crazy Russian bastard. Ready to go. Couple retirements. Pekka Rene. Yeah. He is he gone. Played uh, many, many years for the National Predators. Predators really have a lot of have have a long standing uh, situation where goaltenders just stay forever. It was uh, it was uh, um, Vokun for the longest uh-huh. time, and then in the Pecorine. Yeah, Mike Dunham was there for a minute too, but then he got pushed out because he's not great. Six hundred eighty three games, three hundred and sixty nine wins, two thirteen losses, seventy five. Uh, Overtime losses, a career goals against of 2.43, career save percentage, 9.17. Went to a Stanley Cup, uh, of course, in 2017. And, yeah, gone. He has a Vezina Trophy. No, Vezina Trophy uh, as well. World Championship Most Valuable Player. uh, Was a gold medalist in uh, the Liga for Finland. And just an all-around heck of a guy. Fan Choice Award for Goal of the Year in 2020 uh, because he scored a goal <laughs> and, and uh, won the King Clancy Award this year. All right. There you go. There you go. Kevin Kevin, Mala- Kevin Miller also retired uh, from the Boston Bruins after seven seasons. Oh, no. Yeah. I uh, I completely forgot. I'm like, what? How? What? Huh. Age 33. Oh. He's done. Um. He suffered numerous injuries over the years, including two broken kneecaps. Oh, well. so in Boston, you 
Uh-huh. In, in Boston, that seems fishy. Yeah, it seems like something uh, Southie would do. Uh, also was uh, suffered a big concussion in the 2021 playoffs. Uh, well, that, that was, uh, was, was that a Tom Wilson deal? I'm pretty sure. Might have been a Tom Wilson deal or somebody deal. I don't in, know. In any case, he uh, he has done 71 points in 352 NHL games over seven seasons. All right. Uh, the NHL is primed for an 82-game season this season. Oh, what do you feel about that, Johnny? Big money uh, on that one. I feel like it's too long. <laughs> right? I'm not going to lie. I stopped watching the 56-game season, like, into game 30. Because I'm like, i just seen the same thing over and over and over again. Hard uh, times 82. So maybe if they start traveling around the country again, then that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, talking, seeing new teams, getting to see new players, that would be cool. But... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 82 games feels like a lot of games now. It's a lot of games, Mark. You think 82 games is a lot of games? Um, When you think about the back-to-back number one bullshit Tampa Bay Lightning, uh, I didn't mean I'm not calling the Lightning bullshit, actually. Those Kucherov interviews were fantastic. But... uh, (laughs) Number one, number one bullshit. Number one bullshit. The Vassie not an MVP, number one bullshit. Um, but when you think about the fact that both seasons that they won the Stanley Cup were essentially asterisk seasons, not saying that they wouldn't have done it anyway, because their team was a very good team. Both seasons, very good team. But are we going to look back at this team and be like, You know, would they have had Stamkos if the playoffs started at a normal time? Would they have had him back in time to make the run that they had, right? I mean, there's there's a lot of questions about this team. So I, I understand that we're not specifically talking about the Lightning, but an 82-game season and resetting back to normalcy, uh, it's going to be interesting to see, A, how, how good the Lightning are going to be over the course of a full season <laughs> because the first year that they won, they weren't the best team in the Eastern Conference, right? I, I, have to ch- I have to double check on this, but I'm pretty sure they weren't the favorites in 2000, but they just happened to go all the way. What's that? Or, so, yeah, 2000, 2020. Sorry. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> My class 20 years. <laughs> I was still in Little League. Uh, no, <laughs> I, I, I have to double check that because it seems like 2020 was eight years ago. So I, I will double check that. But I'm pretty sure that they weren't the favorites to win last year. Um, um, I think they were up there, but you were right there. Like they went on a, they I mean, went the, on a, weren't the fly, the flyers were the, the, they weren't even remember when the playoffs started, it was that bullshit, like, uh, the, the, the tournament, right. And then the lightning weren't even in the tournament for the top four seeds. Yeah, they it were. was, it was the flyer. What they were, yeah. I thought it was the flyers, the caps, the penguins, and was nope. it the lightning flyers, caps, lightning Bruins. Okay. So they were in there. Oh, yeah, that's right, because the Penguins lost in the first round. Yep. Yeah, that was a fight. Okay, all right. So they were up there. They were up there, but they... They, they uh, were 90... They were, they were second in the East overall, 92 points. Um, okay. But going into, going into the end of the season, uh, they were 3-6-1 three, uh, three, and one in their last 10, yep. so they were a down. So there you go. Like, if... 
you know, who knows? They they might have dropped to say a three seed if they kept that up before the the playoffs started. Um, it, it's hard it's hard to say, right? What would have happened? And and what it's hard to say if they if they keep struggling if they weren't out in the first round for another year too because they have that three month off. They get back in July and away they go. Right. August. So so I'm not discounting the back to back. Good for them. I'm glad that that. The, that hey. Tampa Bay has taken the city of champions from Boston. Pat Maroon's Tom Amansky, baby. Back he to is. back to back. Yeah. But playing a full 80, 82 game season and then winning 16 games after that yeah. is a little different. Absolutely. And uh, and yes, so I am looking forward to another 82 game season. I don't think it's too many games, although I usually take a break from watching (laughs) i'll watch for like the first two months like every game for the first two months and then around thanksgiving or you know as as we approach christmas i I might thanksgiving stop watching some games here and there and then uh that's that's our thanksgiving john okay Mm -hmm. and then and then i'll pick it back up usually as we approach the trade deadline especially if we pick up what like i say we you know i'm a i'm a cats fan everybody knows that but when 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 the cats picked up kovalchuk for instance uh, yeah, you know, Makes we were paying attention. You got him off your couch, right? It's right. like finally, vacuum around him. So yeah, um, there we go. All right. Anyway, how's stuff and things? Good, buddy. You 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 pre-ordered too. You I got, did pre-order ready. I got my I got one of the the big boys and two of the little guys. Yeah, it's one of the, one of them is going to be a toy for Hudson. The other yeah. one's going to be my collectible. So right. I bought the two big boys and a small guy. I mean, I assume that the little one's kind of like a Hot Wheels, right? Like yeah, a Matchbox yeah. car. Okay, and it actually did the wheels move. I hope the wheels yes. move. Yeah, it's not good. It's a car. It's, it's a, a. I mean, it's a. It's, it's a car. It's, <laughs> it's a car. If we had a, we an advertising it. budget, buying like a hundred of these things and giving them out would have been uh, would have been fun. But, oh yeah, we could have we could have bulk purchased that. Uh, we'll wait till one of us hits the lottery and then we wrap an entire car. Yeah, um, there you go. Just based off hockey show logo from uh, every, every logo actually. We every, can put every based logo. off hockey show. We can put the um, Soderstrom bubble. Yeah. We can put the Chesapeake Hockey Week on. Sure. I mean, shit. Uh, how much does we it can cost? Put on the Polar Bear Report just because. Right. Listen, are... listen. Forget, forget sponsoring a team. How much does it cost to actually own a team? Why <laughs> a not lot. just? Why what not just own what, a team? What the? What the? What are we talking about here? What's, what's I'm here? talking about I'm talking about one of us driving. Oh fuck! <laughs> Just kidding. I'm that. talking about hiring a professional driver, but I want to be the guy down on pit row yelling at everybody because I think I know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. You wasn't be... that? Uh, uh, that was one of the. That was the dude from. Um, shit, Talladega Nights. No, no, no. It, no, I'm talking about. Yeah, well, maybe it was Talladega Nights. I was, I was thinking Days of Thunder, but. The guy who was just down on pit row, the owner that was yelling at everybody. Uh, uh, I feel like it was Dennis, Quaid, not Quaid. Dennis Quaid, Randy Quaid. Randy yeah, Quaid. Yeah, yeah, that's the owner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Get out there and push. <laughs> exactly. We can't do that. That's my engine in there. We can push it. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Like I want to be Randy Quaid. <laughs> like in life, that's, like in general. That's a, that's a weird goal. Should have when you grow up. I mean, Randy funny. Quaid has had some great roles. He's been Russell K in uh, an Independence Day. He he was in 
Christmas vacation shitting in essentially holes in the ground. Most of the vacation movies. Yeah. That's a great career right there. And then, you know, Days of Thunder. Yeah. And then Days of Thunder. You know, and then that's all he's done. And then I don't remember anything. I'm sure he's done other things, but, you know, his Um, brother's way more famous and attractive. The problem with that is he went uh, crazy. Oh, he legitimately went crazy? Is that why we don't see him uh, anymore? He's a big Trumper. Oh. Uh, he uh, he claims the election fraud. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, he and his All wife. Right, well, up to a point, I guess I want to be Randy Quaid. I, I just want to be Randy Quaid's uh, acting career. They moved to Vancouver <laughs> to seek asylum, stating they feel for the lives of the United States. <laughs> uh, they arrested the border authorities. Arrested the couples because of outstanding warrants in the U.S. So, how about that? Yeah. Wow. How about that? That went uh, downhill quickly. It really did. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, Independence Day wasn't that long ago. And I guess that's why he didn't get invited back for the second movie. Uh, Randy Quaid and his wife sued the U.S. State Department for revoking their passports. Um, Quaid's legal appeals in Canada were exhausted. And he was notified he was being deported back to the U.S. Uh, they drove across the Canada border to Vermont, where they were detained by U.S. Customs. And uh, pending an extradition procedure by the state of California. So, yeah, he had a great career. And then it just, whew, boy, how he should have gone to South America because I've heard that extradition from South America <laughs> is quite hard. It's yeah, true. I've heard that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's two weeks of flutch drops. <laughs> uh, speaking of Canada and their extradition, they wanted tougher sanctions for the, from the NHL. For protocol on the uh, COVID nineteen deal, uh, they want it or they want the, they want it. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure that the sanction, everything COVID related, is going to be done after once the border opens back up. I mean, we're 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 full steam ahead. I think here, chugga chugga. It's supposed to open up next week, maybe possibly. Who's to say? <laughs> hey, just in time for free agency. It's uh, it's only it's open to people who are vaccinated. If you have like a Negative test within the last 48 hours, da 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 da. We don't have to quarantine for 14 days. So I looked into it because I might, I'm trying to make a trip back up there. Right. So yeah, we will, we will see. I think uh, health officials across the provinces asked the NHL to get help to Canadians on board to prevent the transmission. And then the Canadians, the Montreal Canadians made a big run and really fucked that over for Quebec. <laughs> um, so in any case, yeah, there's that. Um, like we mentioned before, Tampa Bay, they went ham on the Stanley Cup, just denting the <laughs> shit out of the bowl. Uh, let's be honest. If there was going to be any team from any city that was going to just completely ruin the Stanley Cup, I, my money would have been probably on Tampa Bay, honestly. I mean, Miami's a little classier than Tampa Bay. It, it's, it would have it been Florida. I think we can agree okay, or, on that. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, it have been Montreal, that's for sure. Yeah, no, no. Maybe Toronto, because they're idiots. But they Toronto would have... Uh, ter- Toronto, in full Toronto Leafs uh, fashion, would figure out how to win the Stanley Cup and then drop it off on one of those fucking two-decker uh, buses during the, oh, yeah. uh, during the parade and run over it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like so that. here's a... 
But Here's a question for you, Scotty. Go ahead. What you were going to say, and then I'll ask my question. I was just going to say it's like the fucking uh, Naked Gun movie where the, he falls <laughs> off the balcony and they get to <laughs> keep stumbling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they all know the marching band. <laughs> my, father, my father went out the same way. <laughs> all right, that, that'll be was... what happens when the Leafs finally win the cup. <laughs> question mark. So I was going to ask you guys. Is there a Florida of Canada? And if so, why is it Newfoundland? <laughs> See, I wouldn't say Newfoundland is Florida of Canada. I say that uh, Ontario, Southern Ontario. Southern Ontario is Southern Florida Ontario, man. <laughs> we don't want no mass down here. Listen, man, we want to be meat on meat. I want to be hugging my best friend as the Leafs just lift that cup over their heads. I want to be patting them on the back. I want to be hugging them. I want to be smooching all over them. Not in a gay way. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I want to be celebrating lifting that cup. Who cares if it gives a tumble over? I know for sure I'm no one. We are there, baby. Yeah, it's Florida. That's that's definitely the Florida. Definitely Florida. Um, we'll have to ask Lyle because he's been everywhere, man. Yeah, I I want to get Lyle's opinion. I want to get if you're listening to the show, find us on Twitter. I want to know what you think the Florida of Canada is at FOHS well. Radio at FOHS Radio. What is the Florida of Canada? And also send us a receipt of your pre-order, and we'll give you some props. Send Where? us a receipt of your pre-order. CircleBDiecast.com, Beat Island. Limited edition, folks. This is limited edition. You better get. Don't wait till the eleventh hour. Get on it now for your face-off hockey show. Diecast car and free shipping. Free shipping using D D fans. T fans. <laughs> you're about to say. I know what you're about to say. D's nuts. Um. <laughs> They're like, uh, that one's invalid. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that one's 30% off of everything. Wait a minute. Um, rest in peace, Brian Bugsy Watson, uh, yeah. former Washington Capitals defenseman, was the curator of Bugsy's penalty box in Old Town, Alex- Old Town Manassas, I think it was, actually. Um, I did a couple podcasts from there. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. It was a nice little joint. Did they oh. have, like, a, didn't Bugsy's have, like, a little studio in it? Uh, maybe later. We actually just had to pull some tables together, and then gotcha. I'm sure later they, when you know, if Elliot or somebody went down there, you know, after after we had done it, right? Because uh, we did everything first. Yeah, actually, it was it was Cat the Hockey Girl who did that show, uh, and I drove down to it was Sunday. It was Sunday evening or Sunday like mid after late afternoon. Wow, it was kind of a weird time, weird timing for that. But boys, we have something to address, and, I'm, and I want to. I want to wait till Lyle gets here, but I do want to say this: this is the Face Off Hockey Show bet book. Uh, Our uh-oh. opt-in, opt-out segment. The first opt-in, opt-out was if Pierre Maguire would get an executive position in hockey. <laughs> <laughs> who won? Who won? One of us opted in, except Lyle. Ah. Uh, so it. we uh, got him. Yeah, we won ten fantasy space bucks. Yeah, and he's the expert here. Yeah. We should we should at least get a twenty five goal head start for the oh, for uh, sure. pick him for, for that that lack 
of uh, the lack of ingenuity, the yeah, foresight. Lack... Can I actually <laughs> remove 25 goals? Because I want to end up fourth anyway. The lack of intestinal fortitude that our guest shows right now. Lyle Richardson of Spectres Hockey. Kyle, <laughs> <laughs> you were the only one not to opt in on the Pierre Maguire getting an executive position. position. What say what you say want? You want? <laughs> Do you remember what what date was that, Scotty? The, give me the date of oh, that opt-in opt-out. Yeah, uh, it had it, it yeah. had to have been around the time that players were opting in or opting out of this I, yeah, past it, season. It, 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 so it had to it, been like to be last July. year around this time. Yeah, around yeah. July, I would think. What time, when was it? I think around July sometime because the next one is is Taylor Hall the new Mike Sillinger. <laughs> 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 There's that. Uh, I I I have to admit being completely gobsmacked by that whole. Thing. <laughs> I think everyone was because they announced it at six a.m. on a yes. Monday. I know. I, I mean, might have still been drunk for the game <laughs> the next the day before. I had just about ready to go live with my morning coffee headlines and i just take it i see oh this quick google alert or not google uh twitter alert oh what's this and i'm like oh come on now now they're taking the piss this 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 isn't real this can't be real holy shit it is real holy shit he pulled this, this off press I'll, press <laughs> I'll tell you what i i for one am very thankful to the ottawa senators for getting him off of the roster to make sure that he wasn't on espn or tnt <laughs> for television this year that seems so to be the you. ongoing theme, especially among uh, American hockey fans. It's just like, thank you, Senators, for, for getting him off of television at long last. Oh, um, I thought I was coming up with that joke. I didn't realize that. That's no, God, no, you're way late, late on that trend, brother. Yeah, but but to, but hey, but, you know, hey, he uh, maybe just maybe it might be able to pull this thing off. You know, maybe he might actually help them out. Maybe be worthwhile. And hey, he's not an analytics guy. That's for sure. That's true. He's he's actually the the opposite of an analytics guy. Well, well, now he's saying. Well, I mean, well, yeah, but he's saying analytics is 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 part of the uh, you know part of the toolbox, but it's not the uh, the only thing. And it's just like, well, yeah, in that regard, he's right. I you know I'm not yeah. an anti I'm not against analytics, but I, as I've said before many times, I don't consider it the end all and be all. McGuire is not you know a a full blown uh, I'm an analytics guy, so correct. Yes, hey. it will be interesting though when he has to scout every player from inside the glass. <laughs> yeah, that's the only way he can actually get a good impression of the player <laughs> is if he's inside the glass. Well, hey, I guess this means though the Senators are monsters this year, hey? <laughs> right? They're, they're like, going like to the, be monsters, guys. The text, monsters. Message, the text message he sent to Sean Simpson, like every team needs an elite goalie, an elite scorer, an elite defenseman. Like, yeah, no, I, in a perfect world, Pierre, we all would love that if we want a team to be successful. Yeah. Um, there's a thing called a salary cap. I mean, personally, I think every team needs two elite defensemen and at least four elite forwards. But, you know, it's you. It's just me. Just in case for that. Extra. And my, and my uh, NHL ultimate team. And then your hut. Yeah. Hockey's ultimate team, EA Sports. In the what? In the home? Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Pierre Maguire. My God, I I was I was just bullshit when I opted in on that, but here we are. I bet it. <laughs> here we go. And Lyle's just like, nah. I'm like, yeah, maybe somewhere. 
nah. But you know mm. what? This, this mm. is, okay, so, sorry, uh, guys. It's, what do we got? It's interesting, interesting little piece of news uh, coming across Tay's Twitter sphere here. Renault Lavois of TVA Sports, uh-huh. um, a guy who is, uh, you know, pretty good Very for connected. breaking news from Le Canadien de Montréal. Okay. Um, he's hearing the Canadians won't protect Shea Weber for the expansion draft. Mm. Following latest medical evaluations, he could miss all of next season, if mm. not more. Hold wow. on a second. Hold if not up. more. So... This sounds I, like tampering to me. <laughs> hey, what? No. How's, how's that tampering? I mean, I could say that I think I might miss all of next season and then miraculously recover after the expansion draft. Following the latest medical evaluations, he could miss all of next season. So this is more than just, oh, he had some... Yeah, this was the out, the, out, the, the out physical they have. This is Yeah, they have to do an exit medical. And Renaud Lavoie is not somebody who just spreads basic stuff, baseless stuff. The first thing when I saw it, I'm like, okay, there's no blue check mark beside his name. Let me check and see if this is a fake account. 148,000 followers. Okay, yeah, that's really him. Hell of a fake. Yeah, uh-huh. hell of a fake. Uh, so anyway, unless he got hacked. Uh, <laughs> so that's interesting. Uh, for Montreal, that's, that's, that's very, 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 very interesting. Um, Shea Weber, who is uh, going to be 36 here mm-hmm. in August. He's got another five years left on that deal at 7.8 is the cap hit. And well, yeah. And, and but here's the thing. If, if he legitimately cannot play all of next season, if he actually is undergoing surgery, it's going to sideline him for the an entire 82 game schedule at 7.8 mil that they're, they're going to be able to gear. There's our old pal LTIR. And yeah, big fucking uh-huh. playoff run with Shea Weber back there, healthy as an ox. <laughs> in, in other words, in other words, this is all the grand. Uh, I'm going to put on my tinfoil hat conspiracy theorist stuff here, and they're taking a page from from the uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, who, by the way, took a page from the Chicago Blackhawks, uh-huh. and this is what they're who doing. Took a page from the Pittsburgh Penguins, uh-huh. yeah. and so on. Who took and a so page on. from the the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. Can Wait, I just no, say, they just the sold way, that contract. That's can right. Can I just I say, by the way, that that the the people whining about the Lightning being eighteen million over the cap, I think, is the stupidest, silliest, saddest bit of jealousy that you will ever funny. frigging see. It's yeah, hilarious, Johnny. It's, it absolutely. I, I think is. it's really it's, funny. It's also mean. pathetic. It's also really, really pathetic. Well, I mean, it could be worse. You could have 150,000 people that signed a petition that Italy stole the uh, Euro 2020 <laughs> and that they want to replay it. So, yeah. you know, that could occur as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Here's the thing, though, that got me about that whole thing was the Hockey News, you know, uh, put out a little blurb on Twitter, which was glorious. They said that, you know, back in 2015, after the Lightning had been eliminated by the Chicago Blackhawks, who did that LTIR thing by putting Patrick Kane on and then promptly brought in three players using their cap overages to be able to then that help them win the Stanley Cup, defeating the Tampa Bay Lightning, that the Lightning put forward a proposal to have that LTIR loophole closed. Not a single other team joined them. Uh-huh. They were the only ones. So basically, I said, hey, if you're bitching about that, blame your team. It's their fault. Don't yeah. blame the Lightning for doing what the Blackhawks did and what any other team 
can do legally because it's within the rules. What are you going to do? There's nothing you can do. They had three opportunities to get rid of that, to close that loophole or to address it, and they didn't bother. You know why? Because it's too freaking complicated to do it. That's why. It is way too complex. The stuff of, oh, well, no, well, maybe you should only allow them to play so many games in the playoffs based on how much time they missed in the regular season. How are you going to determine that? And quite frankly, what if it's Connor McDavid? What if it's Alex Ovechkin? What if it's Sidney Crosby? Are you really, really going to say, sorry, no, they can't play? I mean, wasn't it just Steven Stamkos? Isn't that <laughs> who we're year. talking about? That's true, yeah. Kucherov this year. Kucherov. Kucherov this, yeah, Kucherov. those are the two biggest superstars on that team right now besides Vasilevsky and, I, I guess, Hedman as well, right? They do yeah. have one major superstar <laughs> on defense, one major superstar in goal, yeah, and <laughs> two major superstars on, on the, uh, up front. That's not even including uh, point. So, it, yeah, it, it, so it's, it, yeah, I mean, it's just, can you imagine trying to, you can't. The general managers recognize it for what it is. It's a nightmare. You you can't possibly be able to govern that. The only yep. the best best way to do it is just the way that it is now. Is that you go okay? Yeah. If a guy, it's basically why punish a team because one of their best players gets hurt and now they're handcuffed cap wise. They can't bring in somebody to replace him through no fault of their own. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So why are you punishing that team? It makes absolutely no sense. But oh, boo-hoo, they're 18 million over the cat. Well, yeah, well, guess what? Maybe your general manager's not smart enough. Maybe that's yeah. the problem. I mean, there is there is probably a way to do it, and that's it to have some sort of salary cap in the playoffs. It, granted, it's probably because higher you because a salary you can't sorry to cut you off, Mark, but you can't have a salary cap in the playoffs because the players aren't paid. In the playoffs, they are only paid for regular season. Yeah, but but cap money has never been tied to actual salary since it started. Cap money, cap, cap hits have been different than actual money paid to a player yeah, every year in multiple instances. But again, again, that's that's irrelevant because that that player is not paid in the playoffs, so you cannot. Mm-hmm. Set me say, well, cap penalties apply in the playoffs when the players aren't paid in the playoffs. That's the issue. And unless you turn around and say, okay, well, I guess we'll have to stretch it out so the players get played in the paid in the playoffs, which isn't going to happen because you will not find a general manager or a team owner in the league who will agree to that. This is this is the best system they've got right now. I, I see what you mean, Lyle, and I. I mean, I, I get it. They don't get played. They don't get paid in the playoffs. But having a, a, a contract where I get a paycheck and my paycheck isn't exactly what the salary cap hit is for the team automatically makes that salary cap number an imaginary number in the first place. Because uh, I'm not, whatever I'm getting, if I'm getting paid $12 million this year and $3 million next year, but you know, just it's because the way that it's it works average. out, I, it's seven and a half million dollar cap hit for both years. That's it, an imaginary number anyway. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's the system that was agreed system upon. It's average value on the exactly. side. I get that. As so then, why don't we extend that into the playoffs since we're not talking? Because, again, 
Mark, they don't get paid in the playoffs. I get that, but if That's it's an imaginary number anyway. The cap hit never changes throughout the year. You're talking about a cap hit number, not an actual salary or a paycheck. The cap hit number but it's stays still, the same but going it's into the playoffs. Lot, but it's still you can't change the cap hit number throughout the year. That number is set in stone. So then the, the GMs have to build a team. I mean, shit, everyone who has played fantasy soccer knows how this fucking works, right? You have to build a team within a certain value, and each player's value typically doesn't really change that much throughout the year, right? Even if that player goes on to score 25 goals in the first 12 weeks of the season, his salary is his salary as long as he stays on his on your team. That is not what he's actually getting paid by his team. That's just what you paid for him in fake money for him to be on your fantasy team. Now, I get that this is perhaps a bad analogy for salary cap, but the salary cap number is actually not reflective of what the player is actually being paid, especially for superstars and long-term contracts. Of course not. Of course not. We all know that. But again, it's based on an average of what his of what it is, and that's how this whole thing is, shook, is, is determined and shaken out. So, I mean, you, if the rules are what they are, and this is the, the best system they feel that they have to live under their hard cap system. So, and with players not getting paid for playoff performance, they get bonuses if they reach, you know, uh, a certain level in the playoffs, then they receive mm-hmm. a bonus, playoff bonus from the league, which is not tied into their contract unless they have playoff bonuses written into their contract. That's a completely separate thing. Because Stanley, because Stanley Cup winning teams get a certain amount of money right. from the league for winning the Stanley Cup, and the finalists get a, a, a smaller amount of money. But that doesn't count against their cap. That's just the right. league saying, "You won a championship. Here's, here's some money for doing it." Right, and 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 I'm totally on board with actually the money actually changes hands between the organization and the players. What I was gonna say is that if the salary cap is whatever it's going to be next year, what sixty two. 71. I don't I don't know what it is going to be. 81.5. 81. All right. So so give teams a 15 percent bump on that fake number. For the playoffs. And then because you're inviting black aces, because you're bringing more people, the rosters. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. That's why they do that, because they don't get paid in the playoffs. So then they can bring in black aces to have there in case guys get hurt. But my point is, then people can't complain that that teams are over the salary cap. If their superstar happens to come back for the playoffs, then GMs actually do have to make tough decisions about who's on their active roster and who isn't. That shouldn't be a complaint anyway because they're not getting paid in the playoffs, so the money doesn't mean a goddamn thing. That's my point. (laughs) (laughs) My point is they're not getting paid, so the salary cap number is fictional anyway. So why not extend it and just bump up the salary cap by some percentage for the playoffs because you're inviting more players and they have salary cap numbers because they're clearly two-way players. Therefore, their salary cap hit has been established by the NHL. So therefore, if you're in, if, if someone that has a salary cap hit of $7.5 million comes back, then you got to make room for him by no. moving somebody else. No, you can't because there's no trades made between among among teams – during the postseason. So you can't shed salary. There's no waivers. There are no trades. 
You cannot move those players. So, again, why turn around? The whole point is based on is this trying to insinuate that teams are cheating because that's what the insinuation is toward right. the Tampa Bay Lightning right now. They cheated. They cheated because Nikita Kucherov, their, their best scorer, right, missed the entire season because he underwent hip surgery two weeks before the start of the season, was sidelined, medically established that his recovery period would be between four to five months, and he didn't return in time until uh, he didn't return until the playoffs. Oh, magically, he was healthy and he came back and played, even though it had been well established that he had the surgery done, even though the NHL, the NHL released a statement in April saying we investigated to make sure that everything was above board and we found nothing wrong. His he was his timeline for return is as the team doctor stated it would be. Could he have perhaps come back in the final week or two weeks or three weeks? Maybe. But to what end? So that he goes out and re-injures his hip? Okay. Then what? Right. And what's the league supposed to do? Force him to come back? And then open themselves up to a lawsuit from the National Labor Relations Board? Because that's who that goes before. Because guess what? The NHLPA will be all over that, like white on rice, saying, hello, well, you forced this, you forced a worker who suffered an injury on the job to return to work before he was completely recovered and he's re-injured it on the job. Congratulations, you've opened yourself to a big-ass lawsuit that you, as the league, are going to lose. So, as I said, you know, this whole thing of, oh, they cheated somehow by forcing Kucherov, by telling Kucherov, no, no, you just stay on the sidelines for another three or four weeks, kiddo, and then come back in the playoffs and rip it up for us. There isn't a player in the league who would do that. You really think Nikita Kucherov wanted to sit out the entire season? And you don't not think he wasn't chomping at the bit to get back to play as quickly as he could? That, that it, It's absurd. Now, the one th- area I would suggest that the league should clamp down on, the one thing that the Lightning did do, right, is they acquired two contracts of players who are on permanent LTIR from the Ottawa Senators. Okay? Marion Gabarik and Ender... Goldtenner, anyway, I can't remember his name. But they acquired those two guys combined cap... That was, I believe, a combined cap hit of, of around $9 million, Right? Now, again, that is completely within the rules. Teams can acquire players from other teams who are on permanent <laughs> LTIR and use that as a cap over it. Tax write-off. Now, that's something yep. I that's something that's that is a loophole I would like to see closed. That I think is something that you should close. Sure. If a guy's on permanent LTIR, there can't be any of this swapping back and forth. The only problem though, the only flaw in that logic for me is now you're basically saying, well, the team there are teams who want to get rid of that. Okay, they they want that off their books. So why are you forcing them to keep it if there's another team willing to take it on? So 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 you can. I mean, there's a also a solution for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Chris Pronger situation is one of them, right? All right, you can buy this contract, but it's gonna hit your cap. That's the point. You need this contract to meet the cap minimum. Okay, here you go. You can you can trade for this contract. If well, you in want. that regard, to meet the cap minimum. 
I mean, yeah. you know, that that's one thing. I'm talking about I, I understand it was acquired was acquired to contracts to go over I, the I, cap I, I, Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but my point is then just take the other one away. <laughs> Here, you can still move that con- if if you're the senators and you want to move those contracts, great. Trade them to, trade them to somebody who's going to actually apply them to their salary cap. And I I I like I actually like that. Uh, that that an idea is a good idea. That if you're going to acquire a, a contract just for dead space, I mm. think it should count against the cap. I think that yeah. should not be able to be an LTIR. I I agree with you on that one. Yeah, that see that's the loophole that I would like to see closed. I am I am fervently against anybody suggesting that because a player got legitimately hurt. You know, I mean, and and this goes back to when it happened to Patrick Kane with the Chicago Blackhawks two weeks before the 2015 trade deadline. Legitimate broken collarbone. He said he, you know, he's going to be out for three months. He'll be back in time for the playoffs. Okay. Or sorry, two months. Back in time for the playoffs. Okay. They put him on LTIR. They were already bumped up against the cap, but they put him on LTIR and then were able to go out and bring in, I believe it was three players. And, you know, Antoine Vermette was one. Uh, oh, God. I can't remember. It doesn't matter, but they brought in three. Okay. And those players helped them win the Stanley Cup. And that's where people, that's when people first raised the eyebrow going, wait a minute, you know, why were they allowed to do that? Well, because it's within the rules. You can't do that. Okay. Patrick King got legitimately injured, sideline, put him on LTIR. Okay. Well, you know, we just lost a, a key player. We've got to find some way to offset that. So, you know, you go out and you use that space to bring in one or two or three players if you feel that that's going to help offset the absence of one superstar. And then if that player comes back, well, you know, hey, now you've got extra depth in the playoff. That's just the way it rolls, you know. But as I said, I am fervently against anything that you would punish a team just because a, a player suffers, you know, is is injured. And you're basically telling that telling their team, well, sorry, you can't go out and replace that player now. Too bad. That sucks because you don't have cap space. Ha ha. Boo hoo. Sucks to be you. It's like, yeah, well, well, good luck making that fly. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, uh, it, 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 it's that would clearly not fly. I mean, he's a member yeah. of the team. He's being paid to be there. He fit within the salary cap at some point during the season because otherwise yep. they wouldn't have been able to start the season. Yep. So I get that. I, I'm, I, I will back down on my bump up the salary cap fake number for the playoffs. But I think it's something that could be a solution in the future, right? I mean, the you AHL the guys that they bring up are not that expensive. You want to know what the solution is, Mark? You get rid of the salary cap. That, or yeah. you make it a deliberately a soft cap, or pay, make it pay a, it, or do what major or do what major league cap. baseball does. Oh, okay. Do what major league baseball does and have yeah, a salary cap, tax. except just make people pay penalties when they go over. Yeah, lux- a luxury tax. Yeah, you know, a luxury tax. But by the way, the players player um, were for Mets. Yep. Timonen. Yep. Teaming in, that's who the other one is. And towards the end, Andrew Desjardins. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I can't see how Kimo teaming in would still fit on any team right now, but, you know. <laughs> well, yeah, no. Uh, no. Why would he? Shea Weber can't fit on the team. He's injured. Yeah. Um, right so anyway, that, that's... Lyle, we had a question. We had a question. Yes, sir. Uh, Mark uh, had a question. Mark, your question. Did I? What was my question? 
I forget now. Canada and Florida. Oh yeah, that's right. So can uh, we we were talking about the most likely uh, cities mm-hmm. to 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 deface the Stanley Cup in the way that Tampa Bay has, <laughs> and it, it led us to thinking. You know, I would have put my money on Tampa Bay. Given, I mean, even before this, I would have put my money on Tampa Bay. Miami is a little classier, but we all knew it was going to be Florida. It was going to be Florida. Florida. So, man. so I mean, if Canada ever wins another Stanley Cup, what is the Florida of Canada? Oof. Uh, that's a good question because we all know Alberta is the Texas of Canada. Sure is, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> um, is that because back. of the livestock or something all, else? All oh, beef all the time. The oil and the livestock. All the oil, livestock. And a lot of places that are in the Concrete cowboys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a lot of concrete cowboys. Um hmm. people with stampedes going on right now. So good Vancouver is the Vancouver's the California. Mm, though well now with the Kraken coming in, no, Vancouver is the Washington State. Uh <laughs> so they'll be relaxed. They'll still be relaxed and groovy. Um God almighty, you know? <laughs> See, I, I pitched Southern Ontario just as a as a region. Hmm. <laughs> Because they don't believe in masks, they have a weird ass governor, uh, yeah, premier, premier um, yeah. and by the the amount of time that they win, it would be an orgy of celebration. If well, I know, I know that uh, you know people would be would say, oh, Quebec, because in Montreal they they riot like even if Montreal wins it wins a playoff game now they're reduced to rioting. But here's the thing, uh, they wouldn't damage the Stanley Cup because they have too much reference for it. Because remember, it's a Catholic thing, and you guys are Catholics, you know that the chalice is 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 sacred. Okay. Mm-hmm. To them, to them, that the, the chalice that 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 had the hands on by the hockey gods known as yeah. Maurice Richard and Jean Beliveau. So they would treat that with reverence. They'd beat the living piss out of the box it came in, but they would not. Yeah. They plus, would not plus they don't have boats to take it on out, out of Montreal. Yeah, St. So. Lawrence River, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The river, oh yeah. well, the river. Okay. Yeah, that's not river. Yeah. That's not the Gulf of Mexico. No, it's not. No, that's on fire. Well, they didn't even go to the Gulf of Mexico. They were in canals, man. The yeah, lightning. I know. I know. <laughs> that way they can find it when they get in the water. <laughs> yeah. I can't see it being Ottawa. Ottawa is a government town. They're boring as hell. Actually, I like Ottawa. Actually, you know what? The last time they did win a Stanley Cup, they beat the shit out of it in the Rideau Canal. So. Yeah, they did. Somebody did drop kick it into the Rideau Canal. Right? <laughs> yeah. They actually did. It was just oh, that yeah. was when it was that high, and they went and drop kicked it into the canal, and then they had to go fish it out. Ah, uh, the story. So that's the thing that's kind of funny when I saw some people losing their shit over. Oh, look at Big Ten, the Cup. Oh, the Lightning don't have any reverence for the Stanley Cup. It's like, do you even know the history of the Stanley Cup? Because if you did, you'd realize that thing's been beaten up more than once throughout its lifetime and not way in the dark past either. I mean, for God's sake, you know, I remember people being upset when the Edmonton Oilers took it to a strip club in 1984. I'm like, that is the least damaging thing that could have happened to that cup. Unless uh, they caught chlamydia off the cup. Well, then that would have been bad. But now it just smells weird. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, I, uh, the draft's coming up. We got a couple weeks here. Which one? The, uh, the entry draft, the, Prospects entry draft. Prospects entry draft. Yes. So I'm not. We're not going to talk about this. I just want to talk about this one. This one thing. So there's a there's a website out there <laughs> called Elite Prospects. They do wonderful work. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, they do. Lyle, do you write for them? I do not write for them, but I do use them as a source. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, good. We're not going to burn their bridge in this way. 
There's no fucking reason I should have a 1,200-page draft guide. There is zero fucking Wait, reason for 1,200 that. page? 1,200 pages. That's a little too in-depth. Wow. <laughs> That's like one step past uh, you have to agree to this before you can uh, update your iPhone. 1,200 yeah. pages, and they dissect games for players. Like they die, like they dissect like they're shift by shift, and I'm like, okay. my God. Here's where I have an issue wow. with this. That's that, that is deep inside baseball stuff. As, right as an engineer, yes. you perform tests to validate certain things about whether something works or doesn't work. Sure. And in the course of performing those tests, you gather data. However, when you create a report saying how those tests went. And whether or not they were successful, you don't include all the data. You just reference the data, and then you write in words whether or not it went well. And that report is usually just a couple pages, not all of the data that you captured. So I agree with Scotty. Go fuck yourself. Here's a game report for Theo Rochette of the Quebec Ramparts. Okay. What a performance from Rochette. He made one of the best plays I've seen this season. On a zone entry, the puck got sent his way and bounced on the wall. He put on the brake, spun, caught the disc, and slammed it inside. Uh, that spin towards it. And then changed. See, see, I'm already, I'm already out. I'm already out because it sounds like... And a goal. High awareness and passing execution. Skating looked better. He sits back on his skates a bit too much. There isn't a major flaw anywhere. Uh, Mark, why do you like? Why do you not like that? Because they're already trying to make it a narrative and not just an assessment of his skill. He spun and spun the disc at the goal. The disc. Yeah, it was a little, yeah, it was a little eloquent. <laughs> Come on, what are, what are, what are we gonna be like? Slowly caressing on a beach soon? Like <laughs> I, when, when does this stop? <laughs> just tell me what happened. That's actually your page. Assess 800. his skills. Yeah, yeah. That's when you get farther down into the into the weeds. That's this is see this is where baseball gets it right. What's the toolkit? Is he a six tool guy or a five tool guy or just a two a two tool guy? What, what, what are you talking about here? I get two tool guy. Connor, here we go. Here's one. Connor Connor Rolette. Is it Rolette? That's another guy. Rolette Rochelle. Um, let's see. Probably the trickiest player to get a read on in the WHL this year. He's very clearly skilled, but not exceptionally so. The handling and vision allow him to turn uh, retrievals and high-pressure scenarios into scoring chances when he actually gets the puck. He's less manipulative and more problem-solving oriented. Manipulative? Problem-solving oriented? What the fuck (laughs) are they talking about? This is hockey. What were they watching? Was he also doing math problems on the bench? (laughs) He was doing tic-tac-toe in between. Rock, paper, scissors. He's fucking going. Oh, man. He was also the last person off the ice because he won the rock, paper, scissors battle. I I will give him this. They fucking no stone unturned on this fucking thing. I mean, somebody (laughs) buys them. I got it for free because I use a subscription base to bookmark Maryland players. So mm. I got mine for free. But yeah. Uh, let me see if Monty's on here. What would it cost if you just purchased it? I don't know. You had to get a premium membership for that. That starts at like nine bucks. Oh, can I just uh, just going to interrupt here again for a I'm second, like... guys. This one in now from Pierre Lebrun regarding Weber. Uh, the report there is concern for Shea Weber over knee, ankle, and thumb injuries. 
may not play next season. Habs haven't made any final decisions on expansion draft yet, but it seems likely they won't protect them. This is from uh, Weber's uh, exit uh, exit medical today. Wow. So it's coming from LeBron and Elliot Friedman's got it as well. So this isn't just uh, a one-off. This is this is legitimate. This is this is uh, yeah. Uh boy oh boy. Whew. They're yeah. talking career threatening. This isn't just oh really? yeah, may not play next year. They're talking yeah, it's it's career threatening. According to Elliot Friedman. So yeah, scary That's shit. Yeah, for sure. Well yeah. Well, because for Montreal, I mean, that's that's friggin' huge. There goes their captain. There goes my hero. There goes your captain. But uh, that explains a lot, too, of, uh, you know, why we didn't see that big shot from his, you know, he normally has in the playoffs this year. Why he tended to play more of a defensive role uh, than more of a puck-moving one, which is he was renowned for. So, mm-hmm. Interesting. There you go. Um... Yeah. Anyway, that's uh, let's move on to the Parise and Suter. <laughs> Holy, yeah, wow, good wow. money, no whammy. Stop, wow, no, no, that was a whammy. Oh, um, so I the first question mm-hmm. if they decide, like, the uh, if they so they're gonna get league minimum next year, right? Like, that's and Parise, Parise is gonna get league minimum from the Islanders. Who knows where Suter's gonna go? Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. well now absolutely yeah Probably. why not <laughs> ding 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 yeah we did yeah. it everybody we found the answer there we so, go so, i mean uh, boy howdy so they get 10 million this year and then that's then then it drops down progressively until the oh, end of boy the yeah the, the, this season they get they get cap relief of a combined 10 million but then next not for the season coming the season coming but then the next three seasons is like 22-23. It's like a combined 12.7 against their cap. And then the following two seasons after that, it's 14.7 million against their cap for each season before it'll then tumble down to like a combined, I think it's 1.6 or something for the final four years. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, now, it was interesting because uh, I, I saw the, uh, the 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 presser, the the Zoom presser there that uh, Bill Guerin, the, the 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 Wild General Manager, gave, and he was asked about that. It's like, aren't 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 you concerned about that? You know, and they said that he basically just kind of shrugged it off. That no, we, you know, we talked it over. You know, we talked over with our people, and yeah, no, we 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 know what we're going to be dealing with. We've got this in hand. So that tells me it's like, well, you you better get your guys like uh, Kaprizov and uh, Fiala uh, under contract quickly to run at least past over the next four seasons, uh, because it boy, it's going to be tough to resign guys, let alone bolster that roster after after you know next season. I mean, it's a hell of a gamble. The only thing I can think of is maybe they're 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 betting. That in the next two or three years that the cap's going to start going up and then it'll be they'll it'll be easier to offset that and if it does it makes the gamble worthwhile but man everything I've been hearing guys is that for at least the next two years the cap's going to stay flattened uh-huh. so that's why I just keep getting I mean this this has legs <laughs> that 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 cap is going to be all frayed and worn out over by the time we're done uh, re- referring to it the next two years 
But that's the only reason why I think that they, that they would at least be willing to do that. Because I, I, I know that they wanted to, to, yeah, with Parise, listen, Parise was, was a fading asset this season for them. You know, I mean, at some point he was, he was a healthy scratch and he was seeing, you know, fourth line minutes. So I wasn't surprised to see him bought out. But Suter, I mean, I know that, yeah, Suter's, uh, you know, playing time went down over the last couple of years. But, geez, he was still logging 22 minutes a game. You know, that's not bad for a guy 35 years old. I mean, he's still a, a, a serviceable, I'd say, second-pairing defenseman on the left side now. So I was yeah. kind of surprised by that. But they decided, nope, we're getting rid of them both. And it's like, Listen, Lyle, Minnesota is clearly the Vancouver of the United States. And, you know, if it's a package deal in, it's a package deal out, right? The Sedins came in at the same time. The Sedins left at the same time. Package deal in, package deal out. Sorry, guys. If one of you isn't up to snuff, both of you got to go. I was wondering where you were going with that, Mark, when you were saying that Minnesota's the Vancouver. (laughs) But, yeah, that absolutely makes sense. Because, yeah, they came in at the same time, the exact same contracts, and going out the same way. But. It's a hell of, it's a hell of a gamble. If it pays off for them, hey, you know, it, it'll be, you know, they'll be able to ride out that that storm from years two through four. But uh, if it doesn't, mm, eh, not going to be good. It's not going to be good. But we'll see. Um, have you guys seen this? Have you heard about this? Well, hold on. I got one more question. Well, go ahead. John. As part of those contracts, were there no movement clauses? Because if not, why oh, didn't yeah. they just leave the? Okay, I, I would have yeah. just said why didn't they just leave them both exposed to the draft? But yeah, well, there's there no go. guarantee they would have been taken. Even if they agreed to waive those clauses, there's no guarantee that the Kraken would have taken either yeah, guy. But then they, couldn't stuff. they just buy them out after the expansion draft? Or is that window closed by then? What? what do you, what's that? Is there a window for buying out contracts? A window. Uh, of time. Yeah, the window for buying out contracts is July twenty. 20- Seventh, I believe. And is. is that after or before after. the expansion draft? That's after the expansion draft. Yeah, so if they didn't get picked, they could have just done this after the fact. I mean, I mean my point is, but they, they have no movement clauses, so it's, it's a moot point anyway. Yeah, my point exactly. is just... Yeah, exactly. If they weren't willing to waive them, then, yeah, it wouldn't matter. So... Uh, did you guys see this? Did you hear about this? The uh, the new Canucks affiliation. <laughs> the see. Abbotsford Canucks. Yay! The the average for Canucks, as we see right here, they got the old Jimmy hat going. Where yep. is Abbotsford located? Uh, uh, Abbotsford British? is located uh, about a half an hour outside of uh, Vancouver. Okay, all right. Why did they force that one kid to wear pads? Uh, where? Okay, he, he just has sweatpants on. Yeah, sweatpants. it's just the sweatpants. Those aren't pads. Oh, it's the other guy's leg behind it. It looked like yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. it looked like his leg there on the left yeah. there, but that's the See, other kid's leg. I, what I was concerned about here was that we were gonna have a, a bridge, a Bridgeport Islanders situation, where yeah. the Abbotsford Canucks are like way in. He's in the United States. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're in Utica right. again. They just never moved. They're just gonna call them that. Um. So yeah. So there you go, Abbotsford Canucks. Uh, everybody enjoy yourselves on that. I like the uh, tweet that I saw earlier that uh, said, I appreciate that they decided to go with a different colored green jersey for the guy on the shirt that is also on a green jersey. Yeah. Mm. You know, listen, man, sometimes you got to 
I mean, yes. they could have picked other colors. <laughs> they really could have. I mean, honestly. But what can you do? Um, what else do we got here? What, else, what, what about this? Oh, Duncan Keith to the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Four that happened. A pick. Yeah, Duncan wow. Keith, no longer the dynasty. Now the uh, the only people that are left in Chicago from the dynasty, the dynasty area of the Blackhawks are Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, and a few lawsuits. So yeah, yeah, we got that going for us. And one black guy. What's that? And one black guy. Oh, I thought you said one black guy. I'm like, I, no, no, no. Oh, Malcolm Subban. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, that was a deal that happened. Yeah, and Oilers. Some Oilers fans were just lost their minds over that. Um, In you a know. good way or a bad way? Bad way. Oh, mm. bad way. They, they, okay. they. Uh, it, it, there's, there's, there's some guys, I mean, there's some folks and, and God, I respect them because they, they follow the Oilers a lot closer than I and everything like that. But they're acting, I mean, they're acting as if giving up Caleb Jones in a third round pick to take on a Duncan or Duncan Keith and the final two years of his contract is if they just gave away the crown jewels of the franchise for God's sake. Oh, no. I mean, Caleb Jones, um, he's the younger brother, <clears throat> excuse me, of Seth Jones. Uh, so yeah, uh, a little enticement there by the Blackhawks, perhaps to get Seth smart. to uh, sign with them. Stay tuned. That's smart. Oh yeah. But Caleb Jones wasn't that good this past season. He was mainly a third, a third pairing guy. He was a healthy scratch. Um, it's pretty clear he didn't really have much of a future with the Oilers. Uh, be, you know, there just wasn't a fit there. And the Oilers are looking at going to be looking at bringing up uh, young guys like Evan Bouchard. So, you know, I, you know, I, I didn't really understand the freakout over we give you gave up Caleb Jones and a third round pick for an aging Duncan Keith. Well, okay, so, um, you know, now I get the concern about, well, you know, yes, Duncan Keith isn't the player he once was. He's, you know, time's fading, stats are fading, blah, blah, blah. But let's be honest, too. He spent the past three years basically babysitting the Blackhawks blue line. He, he had a lot of young kids playing alongside him uh, that, you know, were, are still learning the ropes and, and weren't on the same level that what he was used to. And going to a team like Edmonton where – Listen, they they could use maybe you know a, a a guy of his stature, of his experience and leadership in the dressing room, just to basically say you know, oh guys, let's just calm down here, you know, let's not freak out, you know, we are right, you know, maybe that could help them get over the playoff hump a little bit, and you know, hey, maybe his his game improves a little bit offensively by uh, you know being on the power play with guys like McDavid and Drysidle. Yeah. I, I I honestly I don't. I mean, I, I again, I respect uh, some of the guys who 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 have been who've criticized the deal, um, but at the end of the day, I still look at it going. But it's Caleb Jones, not Seth Jones, that you traded away to get this guy nice. and a third round pick. So, and it's just for two years. What's what's the harm? You know, I I don't know. <clears throat> Because they, they listen, they're, um, the reason they made this move is because Oscar Clefbaum is not going to be playing next season. He underwent shoulder surgery uh, in March. His his agent can't even give the, can't even give the Oilers a timeline when his client will be ready to play, and that's always a bad sign when they're coming off a surgery, major surgery. If they say uh, we don't know when he'll be back, 
Yeah, so they had to do something to replace him because he's going to go on LTIR. They take on Duncan Keith's 5.5 mil. So basically, they're only spent an extra 1.4 million bucks for this season. So again, what's the harm? So can I ask a somewhat perhaps dumb question? It won't be a dumb question, Mark. Go ahead. Um, So we have been talking about the Buffalo Sabres for a very long time and their superstar player that refused uh, or has been refused, uh, you know, neck surgery by the team. Mm-hmm. So how is it possible for one situation to happen where a medical procedure and everything involved with it is under team control, like the Buffalo Sabres, mm-hmm. and then a situation where Oscar Kleffbaum has surgery and the mm-hmm. team is completely in the dark about how his recovery is going? Like, how how are those two things... That makes no sense to me. Okay. How well, a team no, it, could it, it, possibly say whether or not he can have surgery, and then at the same time the team could be like, well, fuck, I don't know when he's going to be back. The reason why, okay, the reason in this instance, Mark, is they tried for months after last season uh, to avoid surgery. Okay. And it's not just that they forced Clefbaum not to have surgery. It was like Clefbaum also was like, yeah, let's let's try everything we can rather than than undergo surgery. That's how serious this thing was. But it just reached the point where every other viable treatment they were doing wasn't working. It wasn't improving his shoulder. It was he wasn't, you know, it, it wasn't improving his shoulder to the point where he could play hockey. Now, you know, they knew both sides knew going in that if he had the surgery done on his shoulder, he still might not be able to play hockey again. It would help bring the range, you know, help improve his range of motion in his shoulder, but not to the point where he could be an effective hockey player again. That's how badly damaged his shoulder was in the first place. So mm-hmm. the surgery on both sides was, it was agreed upon. That was sort of like the last resort if it didn't respond to other treatment, which it didn't. So they all knew that this could be something right now where they don't know how long it could take. Yeah, I guess my my question was mainly about if the team can make the decision about whether or not the surgery happens, why do they have to ask his agent about how the recovery is going? Why don't they have access to that as well? Well, the surgery was done over in Sweden. It wasn't done here. It wasn't done by team doctors here. It was done in Sweden in his home country because that's what was agreed upon that he could do that. Because okay. he was having his treatment over in Sweden. It just seems like a pretty crazy double standard to me. No, it 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 just depends on how on how it's written into the con what it what's written into the contract and what everybody agrees upon. You know, I mean, yeah. in, in the case in the case of with the Sabers and 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 Eichel, it's because as they said that that procedure he wants to get done has never been performed on an NHL player before. And so that's where the big sticking point was and all and, and, and all of that, you know. Plus, let's also be honest, Oscar Clefbaum isn't on the same level of, of stardom as a Jack Eichel, right? You know, and there's there's a lot of other moving parts here as well, because with Jack Eichel, you're talking a franchise player uh, and, and a viable trade chip as well if you wanted to move him and get big assets back to help your team. So, yeah, there's... Either yeah. way that you look at it, there's a lot of different things going on there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I got yeah. you. I yeah. was more talking about like 
access to information versus being yeah. able no, to make if, the decision yeah, no, for the if, person. If normally, those normally those type of surgeries are are done by team doctors. But as right. we saw in the case of Vladimir Tarasenko, and there's a good example, his first two shoulder surgeries that he had done were by team doctors, and his shoulder didn't improve. So he was then given approval to go and have a have third surgery done outside the organization, and they discovered, oh, geez, here's some stuff that they missed in the previous two surgeries. So they fixed that up, and now he's good to go, and now Tarasenko no longer trusts uh, the Blues medical staff, and that's why he wants a trade. See, there we go. As we take a deeper dive, another turn in the road here of medical procedures yeah, in the exactly. NHL. That's, yeah, that's also part of the fun, too. So This is a new segment I didn't see coming to our show. Well, I don't mm. know. We had this a little earlier when the Penguins kept fucking up their players. Uh-oh. <laughs> And it kind of sort of like the whole Rick DiPietro injured things shtick that we did, too. Sure, yeah. Is he injured? Yeah. He knows, right? <laughs> that now he's one? working for ESPN. Now he's working. Yeah. Is and he on somehow, the network or the deuce? <laughs> Dan Blackburn's nerve issues. Yeah. Like that was uh, sort of team doctor related also, if I remember there's correctly. There's a lot of, yeah. And that's been the thing this year. We've really, I don't know if it's because of COVID or what it is, but we've, we've, we've been learning a lot more about, about uh, yeah, how, how uh, injuries are handled and, and what's written into contracts of what's, of what teams, how much control basically teams have. It's not just the player. For the longest time, I mean, I was among people who assumed, yeah, players, if they get hurt, okay, well, they'd go out and get surgery done. And so it's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's controlled by the team, and they yeah. will decide if you're going to have surgery done and who's going to do it. Yeah. See, I always assumed that the team doctors did an initial assessment. And yes, then based, exactly. based on their vast medical knowledge, the fact that they went to school and got degrees, presumably, they were like, you know what? I don't know if I know how to do this, but I know a guy. Yeah. And then they referred them to a guy that they know, <laughs> whether it's James Andrews or someone else. James Andrews is literally the only one that I know is the most fam- famous sports doctor in the United States. Uh, I think if you go to him, then you know shit's really, it's really yeah. real. <clears throat> uh, I think he, he does football surgeries and ba- he he does like every Tommy John surgery ever, yeah. and I think he does quarterback surgeries. Yeah, I gotta look that up. But anyway, like I just assumed that they referred him to like a real expert, and they weren't like, oh, Vladimir Tarasenko and his nine point whatever million dollar contract. Yeah, I got this. Don't worry, guys. I'll I'll tell you how it goes after the weekend. Monday? Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll email you on Monday. That's fine. Sure. Um. The but back to Duncan Keith real quick. If if in the off chance he retires in the next couple of years, that goes back on Chicago, right? Yep. Okay. Well, Capper capture is still a thing. There's a. What was the other yep. thing that we asked Johnny from the, our discussion about Suter and them earlier? Oh, if you can re-sign a player that you bought out. Is it still a thing? Not, you have to wait a not, calendar year. You have to wait a full calendar year. Yeah. So they could bring back uh, Parise and or Suter for a much lower price. I don't think that's in the cards here. Yeah. No. You, well, you I, mean, I don't ever see it actually occurring, but if you came up with a way that you could like buy out somebody and just like throw stuff on the cap and then be like, all right, we're going to sign you again back to the team then <laughs> for the league minimum yeah, for a lower price, you know, like yeah. we don't want to pay a lot for this muffler. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now it's it's always been one calendar year, so from from the date of the buyout. So 
Yeah, I I don't think it's I can't recall if it if it's ever happened. Maybe with a low level player. Maybe Claire went back after he was it. Was it John Leclerc went back at some point? I can't remember how that. I, I, I thought John know. Leclerc got bought out and then went back to whatever team bought him out uh, not too long after. Yeah, I can't um, remember. Yeah, I'm not sure. It, it's definitely rare. I mean, good God. I mean, I can't think. Yeah, I can't think of anybody off the top of my head. Maybe, maybe you can come up with something there, Scotty. I don't know. All right, Let's here see. we go. So, yeah, July July twenty third, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. New CBA was announced. Yeah. Uh, um, Flyers. Oh, Flyers bought out. And okay, so the Flyers bought out and the Penguins resigned him. Okay, maybe I was okay. I was a little yeah. Yeah. There, there Pennsylvania bias. But, but it doesn't it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's once the guys bought out, it's 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 bye bye. They don't come back. So I heard Parise. I guess reported Parise handled it well, and Suter didn't. Yeah, so. Suter hung up on uh, Bill Guerin. Yeah, he pretty <laughs> much did. That was that was a very terse conversation that ended abruptly. Yeah. Well, because Suter didn't think he would be bought out. He had no inkling that that was coming at all, you know, whereas Parise was relieved because he's like, well, great. Now I get an opportunity to go on to another team where maybe I'll get a better, you know, a, you know, a, a more playing time, a chance to, to kind of prove myself here. Whereas Suter was like, listen, I'm still a key part of the blue line here. What the hell? You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Suter's blaming the wrong guy, though. It's Parise's fault. He didn't pick up his slack. Yeah. <laughs> in the tandem, and because yeah. he, you yeah. know, well, two minutes a game. Even yeah. his three back slant. injury, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they have back injuries. So yeah. listen, but here, here's the thing. Back injury. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they're going to be reunited, Parise and uh, Lamarillo. I am less, uh, I think I'm <laughs> less excited about, you know, people wanting Ryan Suter in Washington. Although I'm actually kind of excited. I don't know. I'm confused with what people in Washington want anymore. It's very how no I, as a whole. What? First no, of all, thinking, how there's, there's some people that want Ryan Suter because he's going to be league minimum. Everybody wants Ryan Suter. Everybody wants Ryan Suter. I've Nobody seen, loves Bill House. I, I I have seen more blog posts pop up in the last 24 hours. But why the Nashville Predators should bring back Ryan Suter? Why the team should? Why the Boston Bruins should get? Oh, for God's sake, piss off! Man, <laughs> all right. So if they don't if they don't have Ryan Suter hold up in some hotel somewhere and every GM coming up to talk to him, I'm out. I don't know yeah, sure where he's I, I mean, at yeah. this point, if, if if the demand is that high, why does he have to be signed to league minimum? This no, is that, reality no, the demand, the demand is material. not that high. The, the demand is high among <laughs> bloggers. It's not high among <laughs> the man, man. I, think, I think every blog, every team blogger should get to interview him. Then. How about that? <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> and, and that's how he knows how annoying the media is. Yeah, exactly. His decision based on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lyle, all roads lead from Malmo as the Maryland Black Bears pick Ivan Bjorkley Nordstrom in the NHL draft. Hey. <laughs> um, 6 7 2 16. Wow. Uh, out of Wait. Edmonton, Scotland. That's six a tall drink seven. of water. Yes. Yeah, 2 16. 7 inches. Ooh. 216 pounds from Edinburgh, Scotland. Not, it's, not that's great, the Afro. it's not a great BMI, I don't think, is it? I mean, it's a little, it's, I feel like he's a little underweight for being 6'7. A little, six, bit. Seven. little bit. How old is he? Uh, he is. Does 18. BMI go oh up my to 6'7? How old is he? 18. 
He's still growing. He's still growing. Yeah. He is projected by some as a late, mid to late seventh rounder in the NHL draft. Mm. The National Hockey League. Does he get to use a longer stick? I think he's under char rule. The Black Bears. He he is under the char rule for the Bears. He will turn 19 September 20th. So he's uh, 10 million strong and growing. (laughs) And I'm guessing he's a right wing. He is a, uh, I don't know his political Just leanings. kidding. He's clearly a defenseman. But, uh, uh, I think he or actually. A goaltender. Uh, no, no, that would make sense for the Black Bears. They like That's their tall goalie. That's true, actually. Clint, Clint Millamock loves his tall goalie farm. He is a right winger. Right Are you serious? He is. How can somebody 6'7 play right wing? That makes no sense to me. <laughs> it's his off wing, too, I think, because I think he, it looks like he shoots left handed. So. Oh my God, how? <laughs> Someone explain this to me. I don't know, man. I don't to tell you. It's a right winger. Justin Bufflin he, he was a right wing for a while as well. He's also six foot two fifty, so I think it's <laughs> it's also kind of like, wider than he, yeah, wider than he was taller. Like, isn't the point of being a large human being to get in the way of things, not try to avoid <laughs> things? Like, if you're a right winger and you're six foot seven. Wouldn't that make it much easier for a defenseman to take the body and separate you from the puck? And and plus, most How of the time, like, wait, 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 wait. What posi- hold on. What position did Manute Bull play when he skated out that one time? He was a right wing. Uh, yeah, I think he was a right wing. <laughs> he played for okay. two seconds and then didn't know what the hell he's going with his life. All right, never mind. I, I rest my... I, <laughs> I rest my so, yeah. He was so, definitely a forward. Bjorkley Nordstrom, 6'7", 216. Scouting report on him. Um, he makes defenders look stupid with his dangles. Impressive skater. High, get the high speed quickly. Beat his opponents with speed. Jesus, Yes, of course, because he's got like a 15-foot stride. That's, yeah. that's terrifying. That is terrifying. The 6'7", 18-year-old that's with hands. Current, currently only 216 pounds also has filthy dangles. That's terrifying. Right? And, and he's only going to be a 7th-round pick. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, I legit. I, yeah, they say a six seven two sixteen. That's amazing in terms of just a right winger. That 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 big by tall. He has to be the tallest Tall forward of all time. Oh, tallest man alive forever. Um, I wonder if something didn't get fucked up in translation from centimeters <laughs> to inches, though. I wonder. Yeah, I mean, like on skates, that that man is is almost seven feet tall. Yeah. Mm. Kind of weird. So am I, though. That's true, too. <laughs> 193. What's 193 centimeters? What is that? Wait, somebody. Somebody give me that. Because they have. Yeah, so. Oh, God. Hey, Google. 193 centimeters to inches. Hey, Google. 193 centimeters to inches. There we go. I really hope people. It's 75 inches. Seventy-five inches, which 75. is it's, that's a 6.5. Yeah, yeah, I figured there was something. That's that's better. Because Mal, Malmo has him listed at uh, at one hundred and ninety-three centimeters. Okay, so yeah, he's well. It's actually seventy-five point nine eight, so it's really seventy-six. So yeah, he's six four, six four. Okay, six four. In hockey terms, he's probably six seven. So six four is more we have, understanding. We have differing opinions on how fucking tall 
<laughs> on the metric <laughs> system. <laughs> we have different opinions on how the metric system works. Exactly. And this is quite <laughs> bullshit, in all honesty. Let's, <laughs> let's get to that. Yeah, six, yeah, six, seven. You would, I, I would, we would hear about this guy a little more. I would think, unless he shot up three inches in the past he's, years. He's only eighteen. He still has a growth or two yeah. coming. So highly possible. I don't know. I'll have to listen to this draft cast here about Ivan Bjorgli Nordstrom. So, um, all right, Lyle. Did we miss anything from this week? We had a, there was a lot of things happening. This it week. was a lot of stuff. I think we got the 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 main points, and you know, Montreal rehired their their two main coaches. No surprise there, you know. Um, uh, guy, just say real quick, uh, Montreal. That was a that was a hell of a run. Um, but oh god, I I I think that was Carey Price's and and Shea Weber's only chance to win a Stanley Cup, at least with Montreal. Um, I know everybody was all excited. I, fellow Habs fans are all excited, looking forward to next year. And God knows, yes. I mean, I think they got a very bright future. I mean, some of those kids had a big coming out party in that playoff, but. I really don't see them being able to match up against a team like the Lightning um, next season, even with the two or three players they're going to lose. I, mm. I, they're going to be in a tough, tough division in the Atlantic division that's got Tampa Bay, the rising Florida Panthers, because the Florida Panthers are a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Ottawa Senators are going to be a good team. They are, they, they are making a lot of progress. Toronto is still going to be dangerous. You know, they still got offense enough to be dangerous. Um, and Boston. Boston, you can never turn your back on the Bruins. You know, just when you think that, okay, they're gone, they're too old, they're not going to be able to, oh, Jesus, look, here they are, you know, you know, among the top teams again. So it's going to be tough. But, you know, it, it was a great, a great run. But, yeah, that, that, that was, that was tough. At least, yeah. hey, again, I at least got to, I've at least gotten a chance to see my team hoist the cup eight times in my lifetime. That's, you know, mm-hmm. I, I take consolation out of that. Haven't seen it before, but it just, oh man, that was, that was heartbreaking. But what if Shea Weber is ready to come back on say like April 25th? <laughs> LTIR baby. LTIR. <laughs> he took a page from the lightning playbook. <laughs> Who took a page from the Black Duck. And so on and so on. Into infinity. It's a circle of life. <laughs> By the way, Johnny, I appreciate the fact that you were toasting Italy's win with a bit of the bubbly. I saw <laughs> like that. that. I yeah. literally laughed out loud when I saw that. I was like, yes. <laughs> yes, Good yes he worked it in there. <laughs> a bit of the bubbly. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Yeah, good Thanks. job, Johnny. I'm Thank glad you. you took it home. Thanks. I'm glad I had a great uh, had a great run over the mm. past month or so. Yeah. Uh, I can I can and seeing how English fans uh, responded to that loss and oh, even responded God. before the game, I can understand now why everybody was pulling for Italy to win. Holy crap! Not all yeah, English. Yeah, that took a turn quickly. Oh boy. And that's the thing. Not all English football fans, obviously, but uh, the ones who are at Wembley, a lot of them did not distinguish themselves well. Mm. And then all that race, racist stuff. Right. Afterwards. Right. Wow. Maybe, you know what? Maybe it's best they did the Brexit thing and kind of, yeah, you guys go stand off away from Europe now. They, they don't. <laughs> themselves on their own island. 
Yeah, they they don't need your shit. You go stand off there and be a bunch of friggin', you know, backwards thinking, racist, imperialist shit pigs. You go right ahead and do that. Everybody that else live in the modern world and we'll all be relaxed and groovy. Okay? Yeah. I did like I saw a tweet that said uh that had the the two people that had like the they look like they're um like arm wrestling mm-hmm. and they and uh it's like the uh kind of biblical looking right and it said uh it's effectively said uh two two countries that uh have defeated England in July and it was like the US and and Italy like holding their hands together. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it was probably from the United States or like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh boy. All right, let's see what we got here. Uh, what happened? I don't know if we want to I don't know if we want to go with Pecorini's first game as the uh that's tonight's well, haha, fuck you. Oh, is that where we're going? <laughs> is that where we're Johnny, going? Johnny, where's that, buddy? <laughs> Johnny. Yeah, I missed that. By the way, yeah, Pekka Rennie, hell of a career. Future yeah. Hall of Famer in my I, book. You hell know, I, I never thought he, I didn't think he was this old. Like, old enough to consider <laughs> retirement. It just, I feel like Pekka Rennie hasn't really been around that long. And then when you think I know, about right? it, like, he's been yeah, around think... for like 13 years. Yeah. I know. 15, actually. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Even see, more. we'll see what I mean. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> a short, sh- like short change in two years. He only really kind of rose to prominence, really, about a just a little over a decade ago. I think it was like 2010, 11, I think. So in that aspect, if you think of him like, oh wow, he, okay, he would have cracked in the league. Okay, goalie, maybe 21, 22. So he's 31, 32 now, 38. Holy shit! Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you got to remember, like European goalies come over at like 32. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They <laughs> finished their careers earlier. For that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Don Hashik was what? Wasn't he 29 when he came over? Yeah, something like that. He was old. Something he, like that. Yeah. yeah. Then he played until he was 57. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Let's go to December okay. 15th, 2005. <laughs> Johnny, you brought it up. I was going to do something different. So now we do. <laughs> We go to the Gaylord Entertainment Center. So good. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> as your Nashville Predators take on the Chicago Blackhawks. 2005 oh. 06 Chicago oh, Blackhawks. Right after the oh. lockout. No home games on TV, Chicago Blackhawks. That's before that. Yeah, that's before Taze and King. Oh, my. Oh, oh no. my. Oh my! Oh my goodness! This got real bad real quick. Here we go. These are not two good teams, are they? Uh, Well, Predators were nineteen seven and three after this game. They were on the up. This was before the trade deadline. But did they even make the playoffs that year, Scotty? Uh, two thousand six. I think they. That was their first year in the playoffs, maybe because they. uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think it was their first year, and they got swept by Detroit. That seems like something that would have happened. That that seems normal. Yeah. Yeah, that seemed yep, they well, they played San Jose and lost four to one. This was during the time when San Jose always beat Nashville and mm-hmm. then they get out of the second round. <laughs> uh, let's go, Johnny P, you gave us the suggestion to start us off. Uh And okay, we're gonna take Pecorini off the board, Johnny. Damn it. You didn't <laughs> tell me that before I said it. Okay, fair enough. You know what? Um how David about David Legwan? David Legwan. Oh, you son of a bitch, really? Sorry. No. Uh, thank you. 
Thank Not you. On the board. That would have been the guess. No, that, was, that was my guess. That was the guess. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> your turn. Sergey Kostitsin. Ooh, Kostitsin, good guess. Not there. Oh, my God. We're not going to get anybody from these teams. I'm sure he was in Montreal at that point. Yeah, probably. Uh, Uh, Just making it up. He was not on the team. He was just drunk as hell. Lyle. um, What the hell? Shea Weber. Shea Weber. Sorry. Not there. Oh, my God. Johnny, back to you. Oh, this is going to be painful. This is going to be awful. Uh, Kimo Timonen. Kimo Timonen is on that board. Yeah. Hey. Get some. Mark. Martin Erat. Martin Erat's on that board. Get some. Get you, you some. Would. You would oh, wow. go there. <laughs> Lyle. Um. Okay, I'm I'm going to shift away from the Predators and go to the Blackhawks and say Duncan oh. Keith. Get you some. Some. He's on that board. Yeah. Good <laughs> the mark today. Oh, Johnny. I don't remember any Predators. <laughs> uh, Brent Seabrook? Brent Seabrook on the ball, get you some! Yeah. <laughs> I just knew Duncan <laughs> Keith played with Brent Seabrook for like 40 years. Yeah, right? It's just that simple, eh? Mark, here we go. Let's keep the train rolling. Four in a row. What you got? <laughs> Eric Daze. Eric Daze! Not there. I'm not. Oh, oh. Rob, we had, had a back injury. He had a, he had a back yeah. issue. Oh. He was the first LTIR in history. Um, Lyle. Um, oh, yeah, it makes sense after the after the lockout. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, do, do, do. Patrick Sharp. Patrick Sharp on the board. And it's <laughs> See, this wow. team doesn't sound that bad. No. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, really no, but... uh, Johnny, go ahead. Um. Marion Gabrick? Sorry. Wild. <laughs> Mark? Um, I think I have a general idea of who the goaltender for the Blackhawks was, but I'm going to mix Make him up happen. with like eight other goaltenders. Probably. So I'm going to say Nikolai Hamibulin. Nope, not there. Sorry, okay. did not play in this game. He was on that team, I do believe. They gave, he, that was the first one. Wow. First team he played with after the lockout, I think. Because he, he didn't return to Tampa. It was Johnny I was Grant, thinking so. I had no idea who this goalie was going to be. So, uh, Lyle. Okay. Was Eric Daze mentioned? Yes, he yeah. was. Talk oh, about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, oh God. Um. Jocelyn Tebow. Sorry, no Jossie Tebow. Ooh, that's a good one though. That was a good one. That was a good one. I got a I got a McFarland figure of him up there. It's great. <laughs> Johnny. Uh, Johnny Oduya. Oh, Ooh, do you another think good he's one. on that board? He's not. No, he's uh, not. Oh, oh, oh. Mark? Darn. Uh, Lyle's going to make fun of me. Colin Campbell's son, whose first name I can't remember. <laughs> does he block shots? Block shots, is he? Is this, <laughs> he, he actually does block shots. Yeah, he does. Like, <laughs> come on, come on, come on, like help me out. Um, Give me half a point. I don't care. Somebody name his first name and they get the other half a point. What is Colin Campbell's first kid's first name? I thought his I thought his son's first name was Colin Campbell's son. <laughs> uh, Colin Campbell's son's first name. Uh, just look on your sheet and say yes or no. Well, it's it's Campbell. There, no, but I okay, then there. let's move on. There's, there's no Campbell. No, no Soupy. Um, or is there? Uh, Lyle. 
that was I know which one he's talking about. I just can't remember his first name, but it's not the one I might be thinking about. Or is no. it? See, I'm glad I'm not the only one that couldn't remember that fucker's okay, name. I'm, I'm going to jump back here to the to the Predators. Yeah. Um, Peter Forsberg? Sorry. Literally <sighs> Forsberg. He went to Philadelphia, I think, right after the lockout. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'd agree with that. To, to Johnny. See, I was going to go with Brian Campbell. <laughs> Brian Campbell yeah. not on the board. The other isn't team. he? I thought that's the dude that no, I was. That's, no, no, that's no, not the never, guy you were no, thinking. No I, no. Okay. Now I gotta find out. Hang on. He just said I that there were no Campbells on the team. Or was I, there? I don't know. I remember that Ovi checked somebody from behind. And it was Brian Campbell, and he got yeah. suspended, but I don't know when. <laughs> it wasn't Jim Campbell? Played for the St. Louis Blues right. in the mid nineties. I, I, I thought they were Greg really Campbell. Greg Campbell. Gregory Campbell. That's, yeah, that's okay. who it is. All right, point to me. Um, <laughs> Mark? Uh, damn, I have spent no time thinking of things. <laughs> I've just been trying to think of the Campbell kids' name. Um, <laughs> he likes it. There had to be wingers on this yeah, team. No, sure, you know. Right. <laughs> no, they didn't have no. any wingers, actually. All centers on each side. <laughs> Neither team had wingers. I feel like that's all we've been guessing is defensemen. Uh, that's all we know. Speaking of defensemen, Lubomir Wisnowski. Lubomir! Not on that board. I'm sorry. No. Sorry. No. Lyle? Jordan Tutu? Too, too, too good right there on that board. Yes. Nice. Oh. Man. Hell yeah. Um... Hmm. Chris Chelius. Good guess, not not there. <laughs> Very good guess. Um, Marion Hosa. Marion Hosa. No, he was still in Ottawa, I believe, at this mm. point. Mm. Lyle. Dan Hamhuis. Yeah, that guy's oh, Danny totally that's a there. good Thrasher's pick. I mean, a, a Thrasher's. Yeah. Thrasher. That's a good Predators pick. Predators one though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, to John. Um. God, I know that they they chose a defenseman that sounds a lot like Oliver Ekman Larson, but it's not him. Um. Uh, it was. Uh, I'm not gonna remember his name. I remember, I remember we went to a draft and his freaking like long banner right there in front of us. I have a picture of it. I think. Um. Uh, I don't know if I have anybody here, so I'm gonna go with Scott Hartnell. On that boat, Scott Hartnell. Yes. <laughs> you know, for for Good like. One. For for the last ten minutes, I was thinking. I know that there's another predator that wound up on the Caps, and I was I wasn't thinking Hartnell. I was thinking actually uh, the center that got traded around from the from the Stars to the Devils. I can't remember his name either. But anyway, Scott Hartnell never played for the Caps, so I'm glad Scott you didn't. Hartnell. I thought Hartnell. No, okay. So who's the other? Scott who's the guy Walker. I'm thinking of then? Yeah, it's Mike Ribeiro. Oh yeah, Scott yeah. Walker. Yeah. Scott Walker. Give me Scott Walker. He's not no. there. No, that's, that wasn't who I was thinking of anyway. Oh. It was the center that I was thinking <laughs> oh, okay. of. I just told you who it was, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, you guess him then. <laughs> you guess him. Not well, Ribeiro. I wasn't I thinking think Ribeiro. Are you sure? Yeah, Ribeiro was on the Coyotes forever. 
I thought. What? No. Barrett was on the, the Habs, then the Preds, Forget then the it. Caps. Lyle knows who I'm talking about. Lyle? <laughs> Who's Mark talking about? I have no idea. I'm, I'm, <laughs> trying, to, I'm trying to think of, of, of who else is on the Predators right now. So I have no idea. <laughs> I'll think of it. I'll think of it. Don't worry. It'll come up when Scotty okay, says. No, okay, Mark. Mark, tell it to me again. Oh, tell I do know who you're. He talking He played about for the now. Stars, the Devils, the the Predators, and then the Caps. He got traded to the Caps, and then spent like a playoff run with the Caps, and totally shut the bed, and then he was gone. <clears throat> but it, I know those were the four teams he played for. I, he might have played a, for. More. I have a weird name that just popped into my head. Then what? Oh, or is my turn? Whose turn is it? It's your turn, Lyle. It's your turn. Oh, but... okay. Uh, who the hell was I thinking about? Uh, <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Um, Paul Korea on that board, Paul Korea. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he went there right after uh, that. The that avalanche the, with the avalanche. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, who were you, who's Mark thinking? Who are you thinking of, man? So Mark, are you thinking about Eric Belanger? <laughs> no. Oh, that would have been a good guess. Johnny, oh. is that your guess or you want a second Yeah, guess? that's my guess. All right, he's not there. All right. Because <laughs> uh, he played for Nashville, didn't he? Maybe. All right, go ahead. Uh, this isn't who I was thinking of, but I'm going to say it anyway. And I'm going to Google it when this game is done, but I'm going to say Scott Hansen. Nope. Damn it. Oh. I remember uh, us making Scott Hansen predator jokes, though. <clears throat> Lyle? Scott Hansen wound up on the caps. Dan Ellis? Dan Ellis, not on that board, sorry. Uh, we'll do last call here. Last call. Johnny? All right. Um, we haven't gotten either goalie. You got well, we got one. We're given oh. one. Yeah, it was a... We just don't know who the Blackhawks goalie yeah. was. Uh, in 2005. Mm-hmm. So, uh, why is there not a website for guys who have played for this team and that team? That should be out there somewhere. You should be able to. Uh, you should be able to put up a guy's name and find out everywhere they played, including Malmo. That's true. <laughs> including especially Malmo. Especially Malmo. <laughs> if it ain't Malmo, it ain't worth it. Um. How about? Sean Podine. Sean Podine. Not on the board. Sorry. Uh, Mark, last call. Um, I feel like we did better than we thought we were going to on this. Chris Mason. <gasps> sorry. Oh. He played for Nashville. We already have Nashville's goal. Maybe, maybe Pekka got pulled early. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Lyle. Mark Bergevin. What the hell? Mark Bergevin. <laughs> I love Not it. Bored. That was good, though. Here we go. For Predators, Jamie Allison. Can't miss Chris Beach. Oh, no way. Oh. The pride of Wilmington, Delaware, Mark Eaton. Erat, Vernon Fiddler. Adam Hall. Hamus Hartnell, Darcy Hordachuk. Paul Correa. Danny Markoff. I am ashamed. At this next one. I'm ashamed at all of you. Okay. Yannick Perot. Oh! <laughs> the irony. 
Oh my god! Iconic pro card. (laughs) We have embarrassed ourselves mightily. Jarrett Smithson, Steve Sullivan, Kimo Timonen, Scotty Upshaw. Is that the one, Mark? Scotty Upshaw. Merritt Sidlicky and Rene Annette. For the Blackhawks, Tyler Arneson, Anton Babchuk, Michael Barinka, Matthew Barnaby. Mark Bell, Curtis Brown, Kyle Calder, Jim Dowd, Andy Hilbert, Michael Holmquist, Duncan Keith, Martin Martin Lapointe, Seabrook Sharp, Yuroslav Spotcheck, Sean Thornton, Jim Vandermeer, Pavel Vorobeb, and Annette, Craig Anderson. My God, Craig Anderson! Wow, Craig Anderson! Holy shit! They actually. I feel like they probably led the league in names uh, before the letter B uh, <laughs> with like surnames that like before C because they had a ton of B's and A's on that team. Yeah. Well, the, so Blackhawks, uh... the Blackhawks were still digging out from the mess from the, the previous GM who just loved him a whole bunch of Russian players. Mm-hmm. Mm. And nothing wrong with that, except most of them did not pan out. So, yeah, that was. Yeah. He just picked the wrong Russian players. Exactly. So here's uh, so so two things here. I don't know who or what player I mentioned, but Scott Hannon is the guy's name, uh, not Scott uh, Hammond. Spencer. I think I said Scott Hammond. You said Scott Hansen, yeah. Yeah, Hansen. Yeah, Scott Hannon was the guy I was talking about. Uh, but no, but the center I was referring to is Jason Arnott. Uh, uh, oh, that makes sense okay. now. Now that yeah, yeah, yep. that makes sense now. Yeah. I'm surprised none of us mentioned Radulov either. You got to start there with him yeah, as well. Yeah, the yeah. Mm. Well, I thought it was too early for him, but it was. I think wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Just not too but much. I think I think we did decently right well that on that one. Right in that era. Mm-hmm. So, well, wow, that was fun. That was. It was a lot. There was a lot of news this week, guys. Holy crap! I'm really looking forward to the expansion draft. Yeah. Yeah, oh, and, yeah, and, and next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, it's next yeah. Wednesday. And speaking of that, guys, unfortunately, I will be unavailable for the show because I'm covering the expansion draft for Bleacher Report. So, right. unfortunately, I'm a no-show. We will, for that. we will we will simulcast the uh, the uh, expansion draft on this like we did in 2017. <laughs> so we will watch that as it happens. By the way, Radulov uh, drafted in 04, didn't come to the NHL until 06. Yeah, because he went to the queue to play for the Rampart. Under Patrick Waugh. Exactly. Had a uh, total of a 75-point season and a 152-point season. And then also he had 55 points in 23 playoff games in 06 for the Ramparts. Yeah, I saw saw Radulov play for the Ramparts when they came here for a couple of games. The kid was, you knew he was going to be a star in the NHL. He was a Big lad back then. Oh my God, kid was a, a mad lad. Six seven two seventeen. <laughs> seven seven foot four, two hundred and three hundred and twenty-five pounds from Grenoble, France. <laughs> he came out with the music to the Undertaker. You know, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lyle, enjoy the expansion draft. We will talk to you in two weeks' time after the draft happens and some. Wax- Absolutely, guys. Absolutely. Have oh, a good one. You too. There he goes, Lyle Richardson. At Spectres Hockey on Twitter, SpectresHockey.net's the place to go. Johnny went to take a piss, I think. Uh, and yeah, we will simulcast. We've the the expansion draft next week. Um, 
I'm sure, I'm definitely sure we will not get copyright striked on that one. So I think we're good on this. Um, and then we'll be okay. It's fantastic. As uh, as we go ahead and we wait for uh, Johnny P to bounce back on. And oh, no. Johnny I P thought Lyle was going to talk longer. So nope. I had more time. Nope, he beat it out of there. It's like, it's like two in the morning there. Um, Johnny, what do you got for shout outs? Um, I'll give a shout out to uh, Circle B and their free shipping. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to a ton of diecast showing up in my house. Um, give a shout out to Italy winning the Euros. That was fun. Had a great time. Uh, and I will give a shout out to the uh, Olympics and the uh, the Open. It's not called the British Open anymore, apparently. Uh, coming up soon. So this is the summer of sports, apparently. There you go. Oh, well, that's got to get started again, baby. Uh, Mark. Shout out, as John said, to the Euro final on Sunday. I think it was f- fantastic. Uh, shout out to, uh, I don't know his first name. Is it John? John? It's probably John something. Uh, Donnarumma. John Luigi. Is it John Luigi? Yeah. I hope so. Is it John really? John Lu- yeah, yeah, yeah. John Luigi. Yeah. <laughs> what is it with go- Italian goaltenders and their fantastic first names? Right. Jean Luigi Buffon and Jean Luigi Donnarumma. Uh, I love that. First of all, I loved that he made the save and just casually walked away like a man yes. walking away from an explosion. <laughs> and then it turned out later on that he just didn't realize that they had won. That's kind of even better. <laughs> well, so that was the best part is that Sunday I got a text message from somebody that I don't have their phone number for. It's Mark McIntyre, by the way. He told oh, it me was? He texted you. Yeah. All right, then that's fine. He said, congratulations, great game. And then he said he loved the goalie's reaction on the last save, didn't even crack a smile. And I wrote, he might not know it's over. (laughs) (laughs) Come to find out, he didn't know it was over. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, So shout out to that. Also, shout out to, and so you guys probably saw me looking at a can throughout the show. I was trying yeah. to find a, a, a like a born on date or something. Oh no! So this this beer I've been trying to find for a long time. Uh, it turns out Matt Death had some that he wanted to give me. Okay. Uh, and I oh and by the way, shout out to Brittany for throwing a surprise party this past weekend for my birthday. That was two weeks ago. So surprise! Yeah, uh, got to see a ton of people that I haven't seen. In you a never long time. saw that one coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was ready for next year's birthday already, but uh, but this is a you know Final Fantasy. You were closer to last year. year's birthday than the next year's That's birthday, true. though. Yeah, but it's Price is Right rules. You can't go over. <laughs> uh, so anyway, he had he was holding on to these for me since they came out, and I'm pretty sure they came out like last year around this time. So, um, but it's uh, it's still good. So shout out to that. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, shout out to Circle B and shout out to Lionel Racing for going ahead, getting those out there. Hopefully they will come sooner than Johnny's championship car. God willing. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to Cheap Draft Hats. I found a, found a 2019 uh, Minnesota Wild Draft Hat for 10 bucks at the Ross. 
So, or no, TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx, we got your draft hats. A disc to this year's draft hats, which are just basically the reverse of last year's hats. They're just all white everything. It looks like it looks terrible. Reverse it. retro. Reverse retro. Um, and I think that's about it. I think that's it. That's it. All right. You guys have a wonderful week. Uh, for Johnny P. Morgan, the CM Scotty Watts, take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Face Off Hockey Show on the part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction. We can find us on all the platforms. Apple, Google, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeart, TuneIn, uh, Spotify, all of it. Go there. You got you got our socials? How about that? FOHS Radio on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. Face Off Hockey Show on Patreon. Get your diecast at CircleBDieCast.com. It's the Face Off Hockey Show one. It doesn't say our name, but it's Ryan Ellis's car. It's got our logo on it. It's great. Pre-order now. Limited availability. The hoods come up, baby. That's it. That's all. Until we talk to you guys next week for expansion draft coverage around the clock. Peace.